What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big sales! I hope everybody learned a lesson this past NFL weekend. Hope everyone had a great Veterans Day weekend as well, too, man. You know one thing I took away from this past weekend? I don't know if the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. But you know what I come away with? More respect for the 8-1 and one record that you guys post all the time. Um... This league, you never know what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis. I think that's one of the most compelling things about the NFL. And for the Eagles to be 8-1, and one, how about this? We crown them the most consistent team in the last two years. I think that's fair. They show up every single week. You never know, and they find ways to win. You know, I'm starting to believe now that the Super Bowl, maybe losing the Super Bowl was a fluke. You can't win as many games as you do. And you can't see how many teams wobble on a week-to-week basis and think that maybe Kansas City got lucky beating them. By the way, this is not going to be rainbows and butterflies today. When it comes, because we're going to talk about the best teams in the NFL. And I don't know if the Eagles are the best team, but I do know this. They are by far the most consistent team over the last two years, and I will take a knee to you guys to that. There is no question. In the last two years, maybe the last two and a half years, because we'd have to, we have to go beyond the two and five start, right? So from the two and five start, To where you are right now, do you think there's been a more consistent team? And again, I know know teams like the Bucs and the Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. I get it. The Rams, I understand it. But do we not say this? Shit, man. The last two and a half years, has there been a more consistent football team on a week-to-week basis 
than the Philadelphia Eagles? And the answer is no. Okay? The answer is no. They, without a doubt, are the most consistent team. I'm going to surrender that comment to you guys. I learned a lot from week 10. I did. I learned a lot. Okay? We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Jesus, grimy. You know, I got to tell you something about Dak Prescott. I'm actually starting to like what Dak's doing, and I'm going to compare him to Jalen here in a minute. I don't know so much about his football team, and I don't know killing the – I don't know the Cowboys killing the Giants did anything to change your opinion about the Cowboys. I mean, honestly, do you think the next two weeks, last week and this coming weekend, against the pathetic Giants who are arguing on the sidelines and the Panthers this weekend – Makes you do this. Oh, my God. Hey, by the way, if you are in that camp, that's the same Eagle guy that was telling me, Sills, we can only play who's on our schedule. Remember last year how you guys were taking bows about a shitty schedule? Why can't the Cowboys do that? I'm just trying to keep you on the same rails. You guys last year were talking about, hey, we can only play who's on our schedule. Well, so can Dallas. Okay? So can Dallas. They can't control who's on the schedule and who's in the NFC East. I don't think that's the metric, though, that you and I are looking at. Okay? So let's go here, then. Um, No, you lost to a Jets team. That's who you lost to. Um... I don't think there's any question, in my opinion, that when healthy, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, they just beat a team in the Jags by 30. They beat the Cowboys by 30. And they beat a 6-3 and three Steeler team. And let's do this. What team between the 49ers and the Eagles have had more signature wins? I say this to you. You beat the Cowboys. You beat the Dolphins. And I would say the Vikings. The 49ers have beaten the Cowboys by 30. The Jags by 30. And the Steelers. By 20-something. Those are... Who has the better wins and more significant wins? And I think it does matter who you play. And, for the record, to me, I look at the injuries with Debo and with Trent Williams. They totally made a difference. They got those two guys back. It'd be the same equivalent of you losing AJ and Lane Johnson. They got those two guys back, and they beat the Jags by 30, a team that had won five games in a row. And you struggled versus the Commanders in both games. Who's got the more impressive wins, the 49ers or the Eagles? I think the 49ers do. 49ers have more impressive wins. I don't think by a ton, though. 
I, I, I don't think by a ton. Okay? I do not. I don't think it's by a ton. And some of you go like this. Well, Brock Purdy's not very good. Well, let's take a look at that. So Brock Purdy right now is on pace for 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 4,400 passing yards, and a 110 quarterback ranking. And he's also averaging almost 10 yards of play every time he touches the ball. Is that a bad year? And is that a bad quarterback? I think the 49ers have more impressive wins than you. And let's be candid. You lose to the Browns, they could win that division in the North. Um, the Vikings, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, when they lose players, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, there's no question that the Eagles have been able to – well, they really haven't had a significant injury until this Goddard injury. The Maddox injury is significant, but they really haven't had one like, like San Francisco has. You haven't. You haven't had anything. Um, Joho goes still switches up daily. That's because the league switches up daily. I just got through opening the show with that. Did you not listen? This is not set in stone. The National Football League is not set in stone. How many people thought two weeks ago the number seven seed in the AFC playoff race would be the Houston Texans? Am I still supposed to sit here on a Monday saying the Texans suck? No. Give me a break. The Bills and the Bengals on today, today, November 13th are outside looking in in the playoffs. Do you know that? The Bengals are on the out and the Bills. Bills have to play tonight, Denver. As of right now, they're on the out. The league changes every week. I just got through telling you the one thing that the Eagles do Better than any team that's played consistently. That doesn't mean you're the best team. That doesn't mean you're going to run into a football team that's got better coaching. And like, here, I'll tell you this. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are more complete than you are. I think they're good as a secondary, their linebackers, their D-line. And when it comes to their play calling. On both sides, Spagnola and Reed. Where are you better than Kansas City in? It ain't your run game because you don't run the ball as much. Where are you better than Kansas City? Where? Wide receiver? Okay. Didn't matter in the Super Bowl, but okay. Running back, I don't know if your guy's better than Pacheco. He's on pace for some pretty good all-purpose yards coming out of the backfield, too. He's going to be around the 1,300-yard mark this year as well. 
for total scrimmage yards coming out of the backfield. He's not horrible. Receivers, your quarterback is not equal. Look at this dummy down here, Das. He thinks Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are on the same level. <laughs> You're on the same level when you beat him. That's when you're on the same level with him. Okay? And to be fair to Jalen, there's not that much of a sample size to be considered to him. So you shouldn't be comparing him to Mahomes. He's not. If the question is, if the Eagles win, will they get their respect yet? Dude, the only thing they get respect for is showing up weekly. They have to win the Super Bowl to get respect. You're not better than them, okay? You're not better than them at the running back position. Where would you think that? The last month and a half, you haven't run the ball. You barely get 100 yards a game now. And it's because your quarterback's been banged up. Look, I'm not throwing shade on you. But it's a week-to-week proposition. Six and three is, hey, when you beat up the Jags and the Cowboys, and you beat up the Steelers? Those are significant wins that make me say, well, the injuries were more of a factor in San Francisco. I thought Purdy was awesome. Against a very hot five straight win Jags team and well-coached Jags team. Okay? Now, look, now, again, hey, Sales this weekend or Monday night against Kansas City. Hey, Jared Goff went in there and won. Surely Jalen Hurts goes in Arrowhead and wins too, right? Now, Chris, Chris was out. Um, Chris Jones was out. Travis Kelsey was out. Is that a factor? That's not really a Detroit issue, but okay, yes. Because if I'm going to use the metric that I just used for San Francisco, yes. How about this? Is Kansas City the best team in the AFC? Yeah. Because I'm going to use the metric that I just used with San Francisco. And that is that Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey were out in that first week. What about Denver? Well, one of the tougher places to play. I would turn around and go like this. Yeah, well, what about New York with the Jets? Okay, I look at the Denver win like I look at the Jets. I look at the uh, Jets win against the Eagles like I look at the Denver Broncos. And I I think Denver could actually, I think it's going to be interesting tonight against the Bills. Okay? Baltimore, great example. I'll tell you this about Deshaun Watson. I saw $230 million worth of quarterback in the fourth quarter. That guy plays like that. Cleveland could win that division. Because you know why? Because Cleveland's got the best defense in the league. And I, I'm comfortable saying that Cleveland's got the best defense in the league. Okay? And if Deshaun Watson plays the way he did in the fourth quarter, that $230 million looks Instead of looking like one of the biggest disasters of all time, 
If they turn around and win that division and they win the North, wow. Now he's in a boot. We'll see what happens. But if he plays like that, that was the first time I saw Deshaun Watson look like Deshaun Watson. Hey, and I got to say this to you too. I watched Chase Young play next to Boza. Those two guys were doing that shit when they were in uh, Ohio State and Columbus. They look good together. I mean, they look like they can you, can you know what it looked like? Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter playing next to one another. He I'll tell you this, Chase Young could be one of the biggest disasters that Washington ever made. If that guy gets back to being the player that I saw his rookie year, I think he's better than Micah Parsons. Dude, he he put a statement on that game against the Jags. He looked good. I kept doing this. Wow, can he get up the field? He created a lot of problems for teams. He sure did, man. How come we didn't get that type of Jim Schwartz when he was on the Eagles? Because I don't think you had the personnel in somebody like Miles Garrett. You didn't have anybody on your football team like Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's going to the Pro Football Hall of Famer. He's going to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You didn't have a Hall of Famer on that. Uh, defensive football team, except for Fletcher Cox. When it came to rushing the passer, that 17 team didn't have anybody like Garrett. Miles Garrett's a Hall of Fame player. If Miles Garrett's in New York or Dallas, you're talking to him like you're talking about uh, Derek Thomas or um, Lawrence Taylor. He is a great football player. Dude, that guy, in my opinion, I, I don't know what people are talking about when it comes to um, Michael Parsons. You can't compare Michael Parsons to Miles Garrett. He's better. And I'm talking Garrett's better. Okay? Look, look at me. Eagles, Niners, Lions, Chiefs. Ravens, it's those teams. Even in losses with some of these, because you got to look at the overall body of work. I think one of those teams is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I do. I think one of those teams is going to win it. And quite frankly, man, San Francisco is just loaded. Like, your defense is nowhere close to San Francisco's. That could be your Achilles. They got better linebackers in secondary. Cowboys have a better secondary than you. Their linebackers are probably better. Your, their front four, your front four, yours is better. San Francisco, from front to back, is better. Cleveland's defense, front to back, is better. Um, Kansas City's defense, front to back, is better than yours. You don't have anybody better than Chris Jones. Their secondary is better. Their corners are better. And their coaching staff's better. So this is this is going to be quite a coin flip here on who wins this thing. Like, like, I love how people are denying the fact you have the worst pass defense in pro football. And you're calling yourself a better defense than the 49ers and the Chiefs and the Browns. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is 
Use your eyeball test. This is going to be a, hey, and by the way, the next five weeks, starting on Monday night, is going to tell us a lot about your Eagles. I, I do not think the East is wrapped up. I do not. There's a lot of football to be played. Again, I think you guys, I, I started the program out and I think some of you have already forgotten how I started it. There's only one thing right now that, and, and by the way, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. The one thing that Philly does better than any team in the league, they find a way to win. Now, when you play better teams as you're going to the next five, like I said, you don't have better wins than San Fran. You're not far off, though. San Francisco destroyed the Cowboys. You didn't. They destroyed them. They beat them by 30. Game was never close. They pulled their starters out in the third quarter. I mean, it wasn't close. Divisional games are different, so it's almost not a fair metric also. Okay? Look, I'm being objective here, not a flag waver. And some of you don't like objective people. You'd rather have people tell you what you want to hear. Well, that ain't happening here. That's not what I do. I'll tell you what I see. And I just told you exactly how I felt about your team versus the rest of the league. I think you're in the middle of it. Not in the middle. I think you're right there at the top with those five teams, five, six teams, maybe. And you notice I didn't put the Cowboys in there. What the Cowboys did to the Giants means ungats. In Italian, if you know what that means, it doesn't mean shit to me. You beat the Giants? The Giants have surrendered. The Giants, you did not take your foot off the gas in the Dallas game when your coach is throwing the ball third and three in the fourth. That is a bullface lie. A lie. San Francisco took their foot off the pedal. When you're up 30, that's taking your foot off the pedal. Not a bonehead, ass-pipe coaching call in the fourth quarter that almost, get this, as good as Hurts played, your coach still almost screwed you over. Think about that. You did everything in your power to lose that game coaching-wise. That didn't happen in San Francisco against the Cowboys. They killed that team. They shot him in the back of the head like they were a mobster and then threw him in a ravine. Cowboys are going around talking about beating the Giants today. All right. I do want to do this. Now we're going to look at week 10 also. I feel the only way we can win the Super Bowl is to find a run game again and control time of possession. Bear, I think the only way you win the Super Bowl again or have a chance to win the Super Bowl, Bear, is if Hurts is 100%. If he's not 100%, you're not getting to the Super Bowl. You'll get to the NFC title game, but you were not getting to the Super Bowl 
if he's hurt and you can't run the ball. His health is going to determine whether or not you win the Super Bowl. Dual threat! It'll come down to that. Because there's no coincidence. Since Jalen Hurts has been hurt, your run game has suffered. Swift is not a physical back. San Francisco has a physical run game. When Trent Williams is in there, it's as good as it gets. Okay? It's as good as it gets. McCaffrey's in a conversation for MVP. If Jalen Hurts is not healthy, you're not getting to the NFC title game. Plain and simple. Your power back is your quarterback. Jalen Hurts gives right Right now, you don't have a physical running game. And why is that? Well, because your quarterback is your physical. Will we not agree? The most physical player on your offense is your quarterback, and then it's A.J. Brown when it comes to your skilled people. And you lost another um, physically imposing guy, and that's Goddard. So right now, you're mostly finesse. You're not running the ball well last month and a half. Swift is not – he's – hey, by the way, just for the record, I see why Detroit moved off of Swift. That kid Gibbs can play. Man, I'll tell you what. I may have got the wrong running back because some of you were saying about the kid from Alabama, he is something else. He's physical. He's good. He can catch the ball. They completely upgraded their run game by getting that kid games. He can freaking ball, man. And the kid they got, Montgomery, from Chicago, that's a nice tandem they have. You know, hey, whatever you want to say about the Chargers, and I agree, they're not physical on defense at all. But, boy, I'll tell you, man, Detroit can run the ball at will. They got, hey, that kid, Panay Sewell, who's their offensive lineman, is Lane Johnson still better than him? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Is, is Panay Sewell better than Trent Williams? No. Trent's probably better. Because to me, you know how it goes? It goes those two guys and then him. He is a good-looking offensive tackle. That guy is a good-looking offensive tackle, man. Panay Sewell can play. I'm watching him block. This guy's blocking the entire Charger line out. Man. He can play. Keon goes, then why do the um, Eagles have more rushing yards? Because you did it in two games. Last two last month and a half, you haven't run the ball worth of shit. Shit, Washington outrushes you. Every game you played against the Commanders, they outrushed you. Stop it. You, you, you can't build your... You can't build your your argument on two games that were two months ago. You can't keep doing that. Your rushing totals are continuing to plummet because you're not running the ball effectively because your quarterback's injured. You built it off of two games, one of them 175. After that, you're not. Yeah, whatever, dude. Read a book. All right, let's do this. Has Dak Prescott put himself... Hey, how many people believe that Jalen Hurts... The hate you give Swift is unreal. What's What do you mean the hate I give Swift? I told you, I really like the move. 
Detroit got rid of him because he's a non-physical back. He was never a red zone. They used to take him out there. Jurgens is the reason our run game is struggling. The guard is so essential to the run game. Four games, he caught CMC in yards. You really think one rookie guy who's out of position is the difference in your run game? Yeah, no, you not re-signing Isaac Sayamalo is the problem, you mean. It's not Jurgens. Jurgens is not better than Isaac Sayamalo. He's not going to replace him. That is an asinine comment to think that Cam Jurgens is going to play at a Pro Bowl level having never played the position but a few times in preseason. Where are you getting that from, that you're going to replace a guy? And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think Isaac Sayamalo is on the 6-3 and three Steelers. Huh. Looks like he made an impact there too. Looks like he made an impact in the Steelers. They're six and three. I don't know how they're doing it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> how many people think Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation? How many people believe that Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation? Eagle for life says, duh. Okay. Absolutely. A couple more. So you think Jalen's in the MVP conversation. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at Dak versus Jalen head to head. Okay. Shall we? All right. Both have played nine games. Jalen's on pace for 576 attempts. Dak, 567, 300. Right now he's at 300. Hertz is at 305. Right there. Completions. Jalen is right now at 210 on pace for 397. Dak is 212 on pace. For 400 completions, right there. Completion percentage. Hertz is at 68.9. Great. Prescott, 70.7. Right there. Yards. Jalen's got 23.47. On pace for 44.33. Wow. Dak's got 24-15 on place for 45-62. Right there. TDs. Jalen's got 15 on pace for 28. Dak's got 17 on pace for 32. Right there. Interceptions. Jalen's got eight. On pace for 15. Dak's got six. On pace for 11. Right there. Quarterback rating. Hertz is 97. Dak's 105-1. Right there. Little, little, little more for Dak there on that one. But not enough to swing a vote. 
Dak Prescott's in the conversation for the most valuable player award. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. And Jalen's playing with another MVP on the team. That conversation about CeeDee Lamb being a one is, I know what he did, five straight. Oh, my God, almighty. He is not in A.J. Brown's conversation. Like, do you look at CeeDee Lamb and go, CeeDee Lamb's Des Bryant? Good grief. My God almighty. I mean it. (laughs) Dak Prescott's in the conversation for the most valuable player award. What's that thing you guys always tell me? You can only play who's on the schedule. By the way, the record is not a individual. You win that award by winning and also by how you carry your team. And he's a cowboy. If Dak Prescott finishes and it's tied, he'll win the MVP over Jalen. Why? He's a cowboy. Is that right? No. Even if Jalen has a better record, he won't win the MVP if the numbers are right there with each other. He's a cowboy. They don't look at your guy like they look at Dak or any other guy. Now, do I think he is having a better year than Jalen Hurts? Honestly, no. But honestly, it has nothing to do with this. Being honest about an MVP award with today's media has nothing to do with it. So all your metrics and all your other stuff that you're going to talk about, it means nothing. The MVP is also a narrative-driven award. Tone, I really don't need to continue reading anymore. I know this. And by my estimation right now, the Cowboys are not on the right side of any narrative. (laughs) Yes, they are. They're on the most important side of the narrative, ratings. That MVP award's got nothing to do with winning a Super Bowl when you're a Cowboy. You know how incredible Patrick Mahomes has to be to win that award in Kansas City? You know how incredible he has to be to take that away from another big city voter and all the voters in the league? When Dak's playing like that, he's the front runner. Jalen Hurts has no shot to win this most valuable play. Now, again, he goes five and one or four and one. I don't know how you deny him. I, I, re- I would not deny him. But that's not the point here. That's not the point. It's, it's just totally not. 
Look at what I'm talking about here with what the narrative has been today. Check it out. I think some of you think that I think that Dak Prescott is playing better football than than Jalen Hurts. Well, let me bury the lead on that. I don't. Uh, The turnovers are high, but I think Jalen's played better the last month. That's not what I'm saying here. Do you know today people are talking about Dak Prescott being the MVP when he hasn't beaten a significant team all year? And Jalen's 8-1. and one. And you guys have won 22 of 26 games. And that's not good enough. And he lost by three points in the Super Bowl. Today, the conversation is, is that Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate. And I would like to know where and how. Because he beat the Giants twice by 70 points? They have no respect for Hurts. That's okay, though. That's okay. My conversation about the best teams in the NFL, that's a different conversation. Because I look at who you play and who you beat. More so, the record's important because it's home field driven. The MVP award? How's Dak even in the top five? You think Dak is really doing something special this year? Give me a special moment. The New York Giants? Dak beating the Cowboys in the fourth. Dak, or um, excuse me, Jalen beating the Cowboys in the fourth, putting the wood to the Dolphins. I mean, honestly, If they beat Kansas City, the media is going to make that Kansas City loss. If the Chiefs lose, look like, well, you know, there must have been pieces missing. The Cowboys get love for beating the shitty New York Giants. I can't believe it. I cannot believe how much people are. And and get this. Do you know what they're doing too today? So the Eagles don't show up and they lose traction on a bye week when it comes to being considered one of the better teams. I haven't changed my opinion because I've been right there. I said the 49ers, the Eagles, then it's everyone else in the NFC. I still think the Lions have to prove to me. Does anybody actually think that the Los Angeles Chargers are a physically imposing team? That Peterson is a good coach. He is. Better hurts, don't get respect, motivates him. Hey, J.H., he is a good coach. You ran into one of the best teams in the league. Happens. Hey, great coaching against the Jets. At least they lost to the Niners. You lost to the fucking Jets. I mean, if you're going to get beat, get beat by somebody decent. Not by a team who can't score points. I think the Chargers are soft too. I came away with that Lions win going like this, watching that game. Does anybody really think that the Lions are more physical than the Eagles or the Niners? 
No. I didn't I didn't come away with that. I didn't come away with that. Absolutely not. Now, hey, on the road, 3,000-mile trip, welcome to the NFL. Dak Prescott, an MVP candidate, after you guys have a week off, and I've never seen anything like it, they're downplaying your team because you didn't play. You actually, if this was college football, you would have lost votes on the best team in the country. I I did not take anything away from you. What it did for me with San Francisco, I haven't changed my narrative at all. Do I think the Cowboys are in the conversation with San Francisco and Philly? No. Do I think the Lions are on that up shelf, that top shelf with the Eagles and the Niners? No. Now, injuries could elevate a team and lower a team. We see that all the time. This is the only point I'm making. Look at how perception versus reality changes when you don't play and you're Philly. My, I guess my point is you can't win for losing. You have not changed in my book. And I started the program out by saying, if there's one thing that Philly does better than any team in the National Football League, I know some of you only listen to 2%, some of you 5%, but most of you 2%. There is clearly one thing since the two and five started two and a half years ago that that team and that organization does better than any football team. They show up every week and they play their balls off. And that's why you've won 22 or 26. You get no. Can you imagine if the Dallas Cowboys had won 22 or 26 games and lost by three points in the Super Bowl, what they would be talking about today about your team? Instead, they downsize your team and they elevate Dak. Dak has not earned any conversation for MVP, but he's in it now. And they'll give him that award. Jalen Hurts can go 14 and three. That team could go 13 and four. And if they had the same numbers, that's going to win the most valuable player award. Now, I don't know how you deny Jalen if he goes four and one. Man, you don't have any idea how I will scream at the top of the mountain. And I will bring on every freaking 50-man voter on that panel that I can. There's about 50 guys who vote for the MVP. And I will bring every one of those guys from that dude in Houston to New York to Dallas, everybody. I'll get Randy Galloway on. I'll get all these guys on. How are you not voting for Jalen Hurts? He just went 4-1. and one. I think you're losing Seattle. Do you hear what I just said? I probably buried the lead for Monday. I think you're losing the Seattle game. I think you're winning the rest of them.
I vote on the NFL Honors MVP. I don't vote on the Associated Press MVP. You know that award show you see every year? Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Years. Um, I vote on that. I vote on the NFL Alumni Honors Award every year, and I have for the last decade. Okay? Up next goes Why Seattle? Because you really don't win up there. It's not a place teams win. It's one of the more difficult trips to take. You're going to get tripped. You're not going undefeated, dog, over the next five games. You're not. I I heard a guy, you know what's funny? I hear guys on our network and other radio stations say that they're going two and three, and you get pissed at me because I say you're going four and one. Get a grip on yourselves. Okay? I actually have you doing better than most of the national pundits and local people in Philly. And yet you criticize me because I say you're going four and one. It'd be 12 and two. And you're pissed at that. I'm telling you, Dak's not a true MVP. The Niners are as good as you. That is really nobody. I don't think the Lions and the Cowboys are there. Now, a couple more injury. You lose Lane. You lose Lane and Goddard. You'll look like the 49ers did a couple weeks ago. And you'll be in trouble. But that's everywhere. That's everywhere. I can't believe how much love Dak and the Cowboys got while you guys were home playing golf. I can't believe it. Dak Prescott has moved himself into the MVP. What game did you go like this and say, by the way, you know what they're doing? Head to head. Dak's probably outplaying Jalen by a smudge. Just because of the turnovers. But 11 to 15, I don't think that's a lot. 78 yards? I mean, what are we talking about here? Completion percentages right there. Completions. Yardage. Touchdowns. Rating. Dak's now like one of the top three guys. Who did he beat? Who did he beat? You don't go to the records, dog. That's not an individual statistic when it comes to these awards. Danny DeVito, the Giants. I didn't watch that. I couldn't watch that Cowboy game because I couldn't listen I don't know how many how, how many of you guys watched that game. I couldn't watch it. I, I watched the uh, Charger game and the Lion game. I, I couldn't watch the Cowboy game because I you know why? I couldn't stomach the conversation that was going on about the Cowboys. Media love the Cowboys because in their rate that's right the ratings darling. I I couldn't watch the honest to God. You know how I cover Philly, and you know how I cover the Eagles, right? I was with you guys. 
I couldn't take it. I couldn't stomach it. Oh, these guys are, I'm like, no, they're not. Wow, did you see? I mean, you know, they made it seem like the second and third wide receivers in Dallas are superstars. I'm like, they haven't showed up any time but today. I was like, are you kidding me? Michael Gallup? Michael Gallup is Quez Watkins 2.0. I'm like, are you kidding me? Brandy Cooks, I didn't even know he was on the team. There he was. I was like, wow, what a great player, Brandon. I was like, no, he's not. I turned it. I said, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I was not. I, I, I was not. I could not believe the narrative today. I listened intently today. I listened intently today. Shit, the Eagles were an after. You know, you know what everyone's now doing? 49ers are head and heels above the I'm like, no. The 49ers just gave me the conviction I knew. They lost Trent and Debo, put those two guys back on their team. They're just as good as San Francisco. That's a fact. And I'll tell you something that I was more impressed with, not only with the fact that they played the way they did. I was impressed more. Get this. You know, the most impressive thing was in that game wasn't Brock Purdy, wasn't Ayuk. Ayuk is, can I, hey, how many people would say this to you about Brandon Ayuk? Would you take CeeDee Lamb over Brandon Ayuk? Would you take CeeDee Lamb over him? Would you you take CeeDee Lamb over Brandon Ayuk? I don't know. I don't know. That guy's a good player. Maybe. 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 Right? I mean... So nothing really changed for me. I was disappointed in the Jags. We're going to talk about week 10. I was disappointed in the Jags, the Ravens. I think the Browns showed you what they can be. Um, I think the biggest sleeper in the league are the Texans. Check it out right now. Playoffs were to start right now. Chiefs and Eagles would have the number one seeds. The opening round of the wild card in the AOC would be Ravens versus the Texans. You know who the eight and nine teams are on the out right now? The Bengals and the Bills. Shit, that kid in Houston is maybe having the best season of any quarterback in the league this year. What's he on pace for, four picks? That's Aaron Rodgers stuff. Hey, I'm sorry. Just because it says FR next to his name or rookie next to his name, that does not 
deflect from me looking at him as having the who had the better first half at quarterback than CJ Stroud? Can you tell me who had a better first half? If you were to look at it right now and say, who had the best first half at quarterback? Who would that guy be? Is it the kid in Houston? This kid looks better than even Andrew Luck did when he was an Indy his rookie year. Dude, he's a good-looking football player, and he is without a doubt changing the narrative of Ohio State quarterbacks. Now, again, I don't know if you change the narrative with one guy over 162 years, but he's the first. The rest of those guys have been bums. You know, changing a narrative is you have to have a couple more guys follow him. And I don't think that kid they got down there right now is going to be a world beater. But this kid here, I mean, no doubt about it. First quarterback at Ohio State in over 160 years, you got somebody who looks legitimate. Jags and Browns. Dolphins and Steelers. Those would be your opening round games. Shit, I think the Steelers can beat the Dolphins. Don't ask me why. Defense? I guess. <laughs> NFC, Lions and Vikings. I am so pulling for Josh Dobbs. I, I, I so like this kid. By the way, you see how that team responds to him? It's almost got a Jalen Hurts feel to it. They want to play for him. And they don't even have Jefferson back yet. When they get Jefferson back, I don't know, man. There's a Jalen Hurts feel about that story. How if you're Minnesota, you don't move off of that and go, well, we're going to go get a quarterback in the draft. And you look at that and go, look at it. See, to me, it's about how the team responds. Shit, though, the Eagles didn't even believe Jalen Hurts after 21. They didn't believe he was the future. They still had question marks. That's why they had two ones. You should give this guy two years in Minnesota. Give him a three-year contract. Give him an opportunity. All he needs is an opportunity. I think he takes full advantage of it. He, You know why? Because he wants it. He's desperate. He's been looking for this his entire life. Josh Dobbs is rocky. He's an underdog. And he's performing. I mean, he's brilliant. This, this, I've never seen a guy pick a playbook up in one second. An NFL playbook in one second and win games. It's remarkable. It'd be 49ers Cowboys. 49ers would destroy the Dallas Cowboys. Saints and Seahawks. Shit, man. You'd get this. You'd the Seahawks would win. Get this. In the divisional round, the Eagles would get the Vikings. They would get the Vikings. Okay, because no, no, they get the. It, it would probably go like this: Lions and Vikings. 
I think the Lions would win that. 49ers, Cowboys, the 49ers would win that. Then it'd be Saints and Seahawks. And they have to play a wild, they would play a wild card, not the division. Any of those teams' wild cards, they play the Seahawks. You would play the Seahawks because they're the wild card, the least, the least seeded team. Because I think the Seahawks would beat the Saints. So your your divisional game would be at Lincoln Financial against the Seahawks. That'd be an interesting ball game, too. That'd be an interesting ball game, too. Yeah. And the Lions would have the 49ers. <laughs> so you'd have Lions and 49ers in the divisional. You'd have the Eagles and Seahawks, and the winner of that game meets for the NFC Championship. And it could be San Francisco and Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game for a second year in a row. Mm. I I did not change my narrative. It just confirmed a little bit of what I thought of San Francisco. To me, I came away with Chase Young being an impact. Hey, did you hear this too? Tone, I don't know if you saw this, but as I reported that the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, I did this about three weeks ago, how we made calls to Denver for Patrick Sertain. How we didn't want to give up a one to get the kid. Denver wanted a one. San Francisco didn't want to surrender a one. So that's the only reason that that dude's still in Denver. Both of those teams went after him. And get this, it was close. San Francisco couldn't give up any more picks. Why? The McCaffrey deal. And Howie was not willing to give up a one for him. Howie wanted to give a couple twos and threes. Denver wanted a first rounder for him. Why? They're stuck on the Wilson contract. They need first round picks. They've given them to Seattle. And they lost the first rounder for Peyton to New Orleans. Would I have given up a one for Sertain? Probably. I think if you get Patrick Sertain in the secondary, you win the Super Bowl. He didn't want to do it, though. That's see, I, I don't get that. If you think you're that good and you're going to pick 31st, why you wouldn't give that up for a 24-year-old all-pro cornerback where you have failed miserably at the cornerback position in the draft. I think that's a mistake by Howie. I, I do. I think he made a mistake by not giving Denver a one. Where have you ever been good at it? You make it sound like you know what you're doing in the draft at the corner position. Both your corners are rentals. And you could have maybe 
Denver maybe even wanted probably to get a two and a conditional in the second that could have become a one. There was they wanted a lot for him, and rightfully so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he plays, um, he gets to the Super Bowl or he plays 90% of the snaps in the trade, that two becomes a one, kind of like the Wentz deal. If Wentz played as many snaps, it turned to a one. I think that second turned to a one, whatever it was. And I think it was something like that that they wanted and how we didn't want to give up that much. I mean, you're not going to find a cornerback in the draft better than him in the next two years. Why wouldn't you get the 32nd pickup for him? And maybe a conditional. You think you're going to find in the next two years a Patrick Sertan to play corner for you? Why would you think that? You can't pick him to save your life anyway. That's ego. That's ego. Okay? TV, I'd probably more with that, what you're saying there. Am I giving up two first-round picks for a corner? Probably not. But how would you want to give one up? And you would give up two for a quarterback for for quarterbacks. Yes. For a corner? Not, I don't know. That's a little rich for me. That's a little rich. Okay. Okay. Fact checker goes, you don't give up two ones. Because it kills your ability to build. How he doesn't build his defense with draft picks. What gave you that idea? What, because you got Davis and, and Carter? Sweat was a late round pick. Not late, fourth. BG's been there over a decade. Reddick was a, was a free agent. Linebackers are all free agents. Many of the safeties are trades and free agents and your corners are trades and free agents. Where in the world do you think you build through the draft on defense? What would make you think that? That's not true. Nolan Smith and N'Kobe Dean? We'll see. They're non-factors. D-line? Sweat was, a like I said, Sweat's not a first, a second, or a third. He's a fourth rounder. He wasn't a premium pick. There's not a guy outside. Fletcher Cox is over a decade ago when you drafted him. You're making it sound like you build your defense through the draft. You do not. Jack Jones was almost waived by the Pats. Any thoughts on possible move? I don't know what New England's doing. Um, boy, if you're built, do you really want to stay around for that thing? Mm. You see that debacle overseas against the Colts? Complete disaster. Okay. They built their D-line. Let's see. Reddick is a free agent. 
Sweat was a fourth rounder. The two tackles in the middle are premium picks. Fletcher Cox was drafted by Andy Reid. Um, yeah. Your linebackers, once again, guys, I don't have to lay out the facts to you. You don't build your defense. This, again, this is more about certain. You're under the guys that he builds his team on that side. He builds his offense on that side of the ball for sure. But he don't build his defense. He gets spare parts. And it's a fact. How about this? The last two years, your linebackers, you haven't had one guy that you have drafted that has played significant football that has started for the Philadelphia Eagles at the linebacker position in over 35 games. Graham was drafted by Andy Reid. Sweat was a fourth rounder. I'm talking giving a first rounder up. You could have traded the first rounder away for certain and still drafted Sweat in the fourth. You're missing my point. <laughs> you do not understand how to freaking draft. Then stop being stupid. I'm talking premium picks or rounds one through three. And the Broncos wanted them. And don't tell me what to do ever. This is the Dan Cilio show. Okay? I'm saying you move that guy and you end up, I think, winning the Super Bowl. Okay? You do. You win the Super Bowl. Uh, Rick goes like this. The point is you need to look at the future contracts. Rick, does he does he ever really look at the future contracts, though, on the defensive side of the football? Okay? LJ says, bro, they wanted more than... They did. LJ, they did. You're right, Hoss. Okay? They did want that. They wanted a, they wanted a one. They wanted a... They wanted two one. I think they wanted a contingent pick. Okay? I wanted a contingent pick that if he played 90% of the snaps, it turns to a one. A two would go to a one. Okay? Um... Let's see here. How he feels the secondary with veterans. You mean undrafted players, right? Fact checker. You mean you mean you mean undraft you mean un, undrafted players. <laughs> Jojo, you're more right than you know. <laughs> hey, hey, Jojo, don't you know, man, by now? I think I, I got a bigger I got a bigger bark than bite. Don't you know? Don't you already know that? <laughs> Senior steak and how we should have made that trade. That's a that's a steal. I think it's a steal either way, too, man. Okay. 
that I think that would have been a steal too. I really do. Um, okay, I I do. That would have been a steal. Probably, but not Smith needs to get paid. Reddick needs to get paid. Smith needs to get paid. Are you talking about Devontae? Because if you're talking about Nolan, I don't know if I want to pay him yet. He can't even get on the field. I mean, Nolan Smith has been a zero factor this year, and he's a first-round pick. Zero factor. I mean, Derek Barnett plays more. Who in their right mind would have thought that Derek Barnett? Am I right when I say that, Tone? Derek Barnett gets more snaps than Nolan Smith, and Nolan Smith's not hurt. And they're trying to get rid of Derek Barnett. And Nolan Smith plays less than Derek Barnett. Really? Guy you just drafted. Barnett plays more. What did I see? I said, sales. I hope you're, hey, Matt. I think Matt Matt just called me out because I am a little bit pissed off about what happened at FSU Miami. Hey, I apologize if I'm not in the best mood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not in a I'm not in a really good mood after FSU Miami and those hey Matt and those saboteurs known as the ACC officials hijacked a safety and possession off my team. So here, guys, I'm gonna do something here, Tone. I'm going to do this. I apologize, everybody. I'm not in the best mood today. <laughs> I've been I've been screaming with Mario all day long, okay? I apologize, okay? I do, man. I'm not in the best mood. <laughs> I'm not in the best mood, man. So how about the Chargers game? Fan, full, I agree, LJ. I didn't come away with that going like this with the Lions. Do I think the Lions are as tough as Philly and San Fran? No. <laughs> a shooter. Okay, Matt called me out on it. Damn, Sills. FSU related? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. You're never in a good mood. Thank Richard, thank you. Well, then, hell, hey, Richard, if I'm never in a good mood, I fit right in Philly. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man how dare the official screw crew think the canes were man enough to be treated as such shut up <laughs> uh only come to see sills upset loses shit i know you do keon <laughs> see that's a sinister human being that you are dog see keon's a sinister human okay you you guys go to those shows on IP and that other thing I can't name. And you guys just go there to aggravate the host, don't you? And you love him to blow up, say something on the air stupid. Right? I should, well, hey, I should know better. Because I'm the official shit starter. Um, Get you a craft beer out of Tampa, Sil. Yes, sir, man. Columbia. That's the only reason why I can't stand Dallas. Some people like you cooking themselves. Hey, Eric, I'll tell you what, man. I couldn't believe today all the shit that the Cowboys got. Dax MVP, Cowboys are back. And I'm like, 
I, hopefully I didn't come off going like this. Hey, man, the Cowboys are right there with you guys. Because I came away going, if the Cowboy fan thinks that that giant win, you could have scored 100 points on them. And I would have went, so what? So what? That threw for 404. So what? <laughs> hey, I, I get this. I think the guy that you have is your backup. Marcus Mariota could have threw for 404 against the Giants. <laughs> Marcus, how many people think Marcus Mariota could have thrown for 300 yards against the Giants yesterday? That's an MVP. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how is Dak an MVP? Cowboys back. Guys caught me, man. Not in a good mood over that Kane's loss. <laughs> We're going to look at week 10. I do love the way Brock Purdy's playing, though. <whistles> Woo! Did you see that, Brock Purdy? Did you see that, Brock Purdy? My man, Tone, is also going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Guys, I appreciate you guys on this football money coming up. Look at this here with Tone. Here are our winners on this football Monday here. Congratulations, Lee from Oklahoma and Andrew from Missouri. Is that right? Am I saying it right, Andrew? Missouri. It's not just Missouri. It's Missouri. That's a true Midwesterner right there. Not that I am, but a Missouri. Congratulations to you each and every single week, Tuesday through Friday. We give you an opportunity to win yourself some gift certificates. Tone throws out a code word. We'll start that up tomorrow. You email us your information, and you could be just like our two Hooters winners with a chance to win gift certificates and some merchandise each and every single week from our great friends at Hooters. And happy Wings Giving for the month of November. That's right. The Iconic Hooter Girls and everyone from the Northeast Hooters want to thank you guys for coming aboard with us as they are now the official home of the National Football Show with big sales from Rhode Island to Jersey down to King of Prussia. We give you the opportunity to have these specials each and every single week like Ice Cold Coors Lights, $2.99, 25 cents go from the purchase to local charities. The 2024 Hooters calendars are out. Nine of the girls in the Northeast area are featured in it. There's $100 in coupons that are also in the calendars. NortheastHooters.com. That's NortheastHooters.com. You'll see those coupons. I've been involved with the calendar for over 40 years myself. Lunch specials crazy. Monday through Friday, 1130 to 3. Boneless wings. Happy hour. Monday through Friday. Okay, four to six. Six items. Six bucks. Try the fried pickles. You'll love them. I love this one. Seafood Sundays. You get the buffalo shrimps, the steamers, the stone crabs. Absolutely great. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, all you can eat. That's northeasthooters.com. Northeasthooters.com. When you go into Hooters, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. National Football Show. Our friend Tone will join us for the segment here in a couple minutes at the bottom of the hour. Our friend from Fox 29 in Philadelphia, Gary Cobb, as we get ready for our next Monday night's game against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. We look forward to having Gary. I surely hope that Mark Davis does the right thing and give that job to Antonio Pierce. The Raiders are 5-5. Five and five. Wow. You know what he's implementing? Not the Patriot way, the Raider way. He's got every one of those guys buying in. I think he's, I think he reminds me of Dan Campbell. He's coaching that team like Dan Campbell coaches the Lions. Uh, he, he, he coaches that team exactly like him. Bear, real soon, we're going to give you some details soon. If I'm not mistaken, Bear, I think we're going to be there for the Bills game. I'll let you know, okay? I'll let you know. Antonio Pierce is, he coaches that team like Dan Campbell. Yeah, I worked for the Raiders for five years. Was on the payroll for eight. I love working for Al Davis. Maverick. Maverick. I don't think there's any coincidence that that organization under Al Davis hired the first African-American modern-day head football coach in Art Shell, the first woman executive, Amy Trask is president. Al Locasal was a senior vice president and second-in-command to Al, and they did all that stuff, had the first, like, minority quarterback and first Mexican-American 
head coach, Tom Flores. I mean, I, they, it's, and they shouldn't hire him because he's black. They should hire him because he's the right guy. I give more props to San Francisco's defense. Dirty D, they're great. And now that they've added Chase Young, they look even better. They really do. I hope they do the right thing. I really do. I, I hope they do the right thing and give Antonio Pierce that job. He so deserves that job. Let me ask you this before we move on here. What's a better unit this year for the Eagles, the defensive line or the O-line? Who's performed the best in the first half of the year? O-line or D-line? Remember something before you answer. Before you answer, the defensive line is number one in rush defense. Who has performed better? Your so-called best O-line in the league or your D-line? I don't believe your O-line has performed at all that well. I think they've been very good. Like right now, I think that Lions O-line looks good. Jalen Carter has made all the difference in the world. Actually, I think your old line starting to show signs of a little bit of age, especially on the right side and lack of talent on the right side. Whether you want to put that in on Cam Jurgens and you think Cam Jurgens is going to be as good as Isaac Sayamalo, okay, I don't. We'll see. That D-line has been the better unit this year. Who would have thought that? That's your defensive line because of a rookie has outplayed a part of your football team that you spend, let's see, 30. Think about this too, your economics on this. Both tackles, 30 million. Center, 15, 5, 45. Uh, Dickerson, Five, that's 50 million. Um, right guard, another. Uh, so you spent $60 million just in your starters. Here's what you spent on your D-line. Let's see, 13, 10, 3, 3, 4. Let's see, 6, there's 23. <laughs> you pay about $25 million less on your D-line than you do your O-line. How he wins again. That's the, Hey, that's a total win, man. $25 million less than the, all that money you spend in your O-line. Oof. Good grief. Mm. Oh, wait, he don't make 10. Fletcher makes eight now. Or does I oh, know he makes 10. He makes 10. Okay. 20 about 24 million dollars. Good for you, man. That's why he gets this. So the money he's getting hijacked on 
for his corners not performing up to salary. He's getting mass production out of the linebackers and um, the the front four. And so he's he's taking a bath at his corners. Get this. You're paying almost $30 million in your corners. <laughs> you're totally not getting your money's, value, money's worth there. But that's being made up in your backers in your front four. They're out playing the biggest part of your team salary cap, which is your old line. I mean, there's there's five of them. That's why. You know what I'm saying? You get two wideouts, probably pay a lot of money to, but you got five old linemen. You spend a total, you spend a lot of cash on, especially your two tackles. And that's not even counting Goddard, who's 15 in there. I didn't count Goddard's 15. Yeah. If you put Goddard in there at the tight end, he puts 15 on top of that. About $75 million you spend in your old line. Yeah, you think that your old line is the reason you're eight and one? I actually think it's the D line. The reason you're eight and one. I actually think it's the D line. Okay. I actually think it's your D line. Let's get to the segment with my friend Tone here. Big sales, how you doing, sir? Oh, good. I'll ask you that question. D-line, O-line. Oh, uh, you got to go D-line, man. The D-line has just been – you got to think about it. The, the 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 guys in the back, they've just been so inconsistent. And the D-line is really the only reason why we've been able to get any kind of stops on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's be frank about this, man. You have the number one run defense, so – you kind of know how to – it makes it easier to game plan on defense because you know you can stop the run. You know those guys are going to show up time and time again. You know they're going to get to the quarterback and pressure, guys. It takes a lot of pressure off your, you know, you know, off your back four, but your safeties in your corners. But I think about the offensive line, right? Um, I think the offensive line has had its good days and had its not-so-good days. I don't think the Eagles online has been – I don't think the Eagles online has had any games where I can say they've been terrible, but I've seen games that – left a lot to be desired so because the standard to, you set it's this and it's the standard see see this is this is what people got to understand too right yeah you know i'm an eagles fan but i'm also going to i'm always going to hold them to the standard and when they set a standard of being one of the best offensive lines in football arguably the best right some are some deem them still to be the best when you set that standard for yourself and if you if you slip even an inch below it we're going to see it you dig what i'm saying same thing, um, same thing at the wide receiver position, the off the, the the defensive line. There's a standard all around that building. And when we see anybody, especially at corner, right? When you see people slip below a standard that we're used to seeing or that we expect, you notice it. Darius Slade last year, he started the first half of the season, came out like gangbusters. He was he he was sharp. Then he trailed off towards the back end of the season. Now, if you compare his play to your average corner, he still played above average, but he didn't play up to his standard, and that's why we notice it. And that's why we kind of killed Darius Slate on the back end. Dirty D, um, he asked a question um, about Dean potentially missing. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it here. About if he missed the entire season, um, does that help us in the long run? I would say this, no, because they need depth there, okay? That doesn't help you. Um, do I think he should start? No. But – you need depth 
as you're going through this war of attrition. So again, it's it's kind of it, it it's a double-edged sword question, kind of in a yes, way. There's right. really you don't want him starting, but you don't want him being out also because he can come in if a guy gets nicked up. So you know, this is gonna be down the stretch here on on um on depth on who's going to have the best depth. Last year, the Eagles didn't have to worry about that because they were healthy. This year, like every other team, and I think San Francisco, Tone, has shown you um, what that meant. Like, if they lose Lane Johnson and you have Goddard out, you're going to look like the 49ers. Did you come away with anything different coming out of week 10 that made you change your narrative, unlike what people are saying about the Cowboys killing a JV football team yesterday. I mean it, dude. I listened all day long today, and I'm talking like New York and everywhere, and I'm going like this. You're kidding me, man. Dak Prescott's an MVP? Where? Okay. I mean, he's 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 putting Kurt Cousins' numbers up. I yeah, don't here. see it. I'm, I'm, I'm leading you again, and I don't want no, to. No, no, no. Like, I mean, I, I, you're, not, you're not saying anything that I don't already agree with, you know. When it comes to your initial question, right, was there anything that I saw in week 10 um, that kind of, uh, you know, changed my opinion about anything or anybody? Um, when it comes to the 49ers, right, I've never doubted that when they're healthy, they're arguably the best team in the NFL, one of the best teams in the NFL. I never had any doubt about that. But my question was, can Brock Purdy find a way to, you know, to to, to gather that production that he had earlier in the season? Can Can, can he rekindle that? And based off the way they handled the Jags, I was very disappointed and I was very shocked. And I, I, I've been high on the Jags all season. And uh, from you're not from, anymore. Let me let me explain it. You know, you know, for them to get mollywopped the way they did, it told me that although it was just one week, there's there's still levels to this thing. You know what I mean? The 49ers are a team that when they're healthy, they can beat anybody on any given day. I still believe the Jags are a team to be reckoned with in the AFC once the playoff time come, because at the end of the day, you you, you still you still got to see them, and if they if they get home field advantage, um, you know we'll see what happens out of there. But I still I still have high hopes for the Jags, but I think I I think I potentially overvalued them when I saw them play up against the 49ers fully healthy. So um, I'm I'm a, I'm a little down on the Jags right now, a little down, not 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 hugely because they they're still six and three. You know, you know, you have to give them credit for that. They're still six and three, but I think that was the, I think that was their toughest opponent all year, and they looked the way they looked. It's kind of similar to the way the Seahawks looked against the Ravens. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you were beating people, and people were high on you're talented. That's not the question, but what happens when you go up against a team that's really doing it on a high level? Can you measure up? And both those teams did not look any close to what we're used to seeing. Who so, do you have more question marks on the Dolphins or the Jags? I have more question marks on the Jags. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant I'm more. I'm, I have more questions on the Dolphins. Excuse me. Okay. I have more questions on the Dolphins, and that's because at the quarterback position, I actually think Trevor Lawrence is more talented than Tua Tagovailoa. I think Trevor Lawrence is, is more of a playmaker. He can make things happen more so than what Tua can. Um, I think that's the biggest weakness. I think you know it's so funny. I think the biggest weakness on the Miami Dolphins. Is their quarterback position because when things go to shit, 
when you need a quarter when, when you need a quarterback to necessarily win you the game or make the play or get out of dodge and you know move off platform and make those all platform throws and you know drive down the field I don't know if Tua has that in him from a skill set perspective. I don't, I don't. I don't see it. You know, I've seen Trevor Lawrence move around in that pocket, get mobile, throw off platform. You know, throw a no look pass. I've seen the creativity in Trevor Lawrence's game that tells me, okay, I can win with him. Tua, I feel like his. I feel like his bag is limited when I compare it to a guy like Trevor Lawrence. That that. But that's just my opinion. He throws the spots. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the arm talent to throw himself out of trouble. Tua has to have clean lanes, clean passing lanes. Yeah. Everything's got to be clean with him. Or like if you jam the receivers at the line yeah. or if there's an injury, you're not getting a run game going. He doesn't have the arm talent. Think about that. Think about that. Uh, out, of, out of problems. Think about that Chiefs-Dolphins matchup in Germany. The, those those DBs, they got up in those receivers' faces. They knocked off his timing by a second. And look how bad they looked. It took them forever to put points on the board. So um, if, I, if, if I look at Tua, I, I feel like Tua is a – and may, maybe this is me being rude, but I feel like Tua is a glorified Brock Purdy. Okay, since you named Brock Purdy and you call this – so do you call 4,400 yards on pace for 28-9? 70% completion percentage, 110 QBR, and right now he's averaging almost 10 yards of play. Glorified? Uh, what I'm talking about, Tua or, or Purdy? Purdy. You think those I mean, numbers, he's on pace for 4,400 yards, 28 touchdowns, 9 picks, 70% completion percentage, mm -hmm. 1099 in QBR, and 9.3 yards per play. Has to lead the league and the amount of yards per play every time he touches the ball. He has a 10-yard play on him. I mean, you think those are glorified numbers? I look at it like this, right? I have the same issue with Purdy that I had with Tua. Who are you when you have to be the one? Who are you when you have to put the team on your back? I mean, that three-game losing streak didn't happen by accident. Now, obviously, they had some injuries. Um, They had, they were missing Trip Williams for, what, two games or one game? I can't three. remember. Uh, Okay, so he, he missed all three of those games, correct? And so did Debo. Okay, so they were missing Debo and Trent Williams. A team that talented, I still feel like you should – how can I put this on? Who, who they did they play? playoff teams. Let me see here. So, all right, Browns, Vikings, Bengals. You should you, you should have beat the Vikings. You should have beat the Browns, but obviously the kicker missed the field goal. So, I mean, I can't really blame Purdy for that one, but still he wasn't good in that game. Um, nope. You should have beat the Browns. You should have beat the Vikings. And – I'm willing to concede the Bengals loss. I mean, the Bengals were hot at the time. So I feel like, if anything, they should only have one loss on the season like the Philadelphia Eagles, but they don't. But the reality is I still feel like Purdy's game is still somewhat manufactured by what Kyle Shanahan is able to create for him. That's just my humble opinion, though. Um, How do you think Hurts would do if they lost Lane and A.J.? Uh, I feel like he'll be able. To, I feel like he'll be more creative than Purdy can. We haven't seen that yet, but okay. I mean, it's I mean, with all due respect, I mean, with all due respect, we've seen make that conclusion because I haven't seen it yet. I mean, in 2021, we've seen Hertz operate with only uh, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, if I'm not mistaken, and I think Dallas Goddard got hurt that season too. But we see we seen him operate with a Devontae Smith, 
a Jalen Rager, and so on and so forth. And he managed to get the team to a nine eight record and make the playoffs. Did they win it? No. And that was after a two and five. And that was after a two and five and start. So you got to remember at the back end of that when they got the coordinator changed up. Things were progressively getting better from the middle. Like I said at the open um, of the show, Tone, you really have to look at the consistency of the team and how he's played in his projection, how he's played for two and a half years, not just for two years. Exactly. Because you put the two – and I don't like to take away the two and five start, but it's part of it from two and five. Me personally, I like to talk about Jalen Hurts' entire career because, to me, I feel like that's the coolest story. You know, I don't know know why people like to – like. 2020 and 2021 didn't happen. Granted, in 2020, he started the last four games and, you know, the final two games, they really didn't give him a fair shot at anything. But, you know, I personally like to include his entire resume because that just shows how remarkable his career is. You know, so again, you know, um, without A.J. Brown, without Lane Johnson, I still feel like the Philadelphia Eagles find ways to win games. I still think they're a playoff team, um, like they've shown an ability to do so. Um, But Brock Purdy, again, it just seemed like, it just seems like again his his, his off what he does. I, again, I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback, and then I don't think I don't think two is a terrible quarterback. They're they're solid quarterbacks. They're, they're, you think Purdy's better than Dak? No, no, I don't think Purdy's better than Dak. I mean, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, but you I think don't he's think better in golf. Who Purdy? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I think golf. I think golf is better than Dak. Who gets who's more disrespected, Jalen or golf? Who gets more disrespected? No, yeah. Who gets more? Who's more disrespected, golf or Jalen? That's a good question. Um, I still want to say Jalen Hurts because I feel like to this day, people still have a hard time. See, see, golf was a first round pick, right? Yep. So he still gets he still gets grace because he's a first round pick. So far, so so some people say, well, I mean, he was a first round pick. That's what you expect. Yeah. But because Jalen Hurts was a second round pick. His story is his story, getting yep. benched and all that kind of stuff, and coming into feeling for Carson Wentz and you know the nine and eight um, um first year starting and yep. you know the when you really think about Jalen Hurts' career, people still are people still when they talk about his career, they don't like to give him full credit for what he's doing. Some people when they talk about him, they they only put his passing stats on the board. It's like, well, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback, right? You know, let's talk about the Russians. Let's, let's talk about the Russian touchdowns too. I mean, he, see the quarterback position is about two things for me, producing and winning. He's doing both. So how can we not say this guy is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? I mean, I can't, it's kind of hard for me, but people to still have that narrative surrounded. He him. has I mean, rushing stats. I didn't know he had rushing stats. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean, people? This is what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm talking about. It's all about the narratives out here with Jay Hurts, and he's one of the best, man. You gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta put more, put more respect on this man's name. He's one of the best. Is Dak Prescott an MVP candidate? He shouldn't be. If he is, he shouldn't be. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Wait a minute. He's got he, the same you told us he was. Across, he's got you, the same exact numbers across the table mm-hmm. as as uh, Jalen does. So does Kirk. So does Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins the MVP candidate? Come on, man. I know. I know. I know you. I know you don't believe that. I Wayne don't. Is I, a can't, I, I, I can't tell you with a straight face. I listen, can't. I, listen. I know. I, I know you're one of those people that don't necessarily believe that winning is a quarterback stat. But here's my here's my here's my here's my, here's my retort to that. Here, here here's my retort to that. Right. I look at it like this, and and maybe and maybe you're kind of fifty fifty on that, right? Maybe I it's am. like so because like. It is. Here's, here's my mindset. 
out of all the positions, out of all the positions on the football field, which position, which position has the highest impact on winning and losing? QB. The quarterback. And also like my, watch this tone. Do I have do I have a do I have any impact on a eight and one record playing D tackle? No. Does a um linebacker? No. Does a wide out? Some. Does a, a running back? Some. Anybody who touches the ball mm-hmm. has an impact on the record. Right. But right. it's a team. Of course. No. Also. So I that's like why I, I like am 50 50 on it. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it's both. Because I look at it like this, right? When quarterbacks lose, we say he can't win. He puts up numbers, but he can't win. You know what I mean? When a quarterback yeah. when, when a quarterback wins, see, I'm looking at it like this. We attribute so much to a quarterback's success based off his ability to win games, right? And then, you know, because also when guys first get into the league, right, it's about their stats. Those first couple years, those first few years, it's about your stats. Well, can, can you actually play? That's what they're trying to figure out. Can you actually play? Next is like, okay, can you win? And that's where Herbert is in his career. That's where Jalen Hurts is in his career. You know, that's where um, guys like Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott. Mahomes wins, though. So we already know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. So Dak Prescott, all those guys right now that haven't necessarily won Super Bowls or have won big, we're we're not talking about their stats anymore. Can, Can Dak win the big one, right? Can he keep you in the... Can, keep, can he keep you in contention for NFC Championship berth, right? Jalen Hurts shown that he can win up to that point, but he has to win the big one, and that's what he has to show. So again, I believe winning is a quarterback stat because when you look up quarterback stats on any on any platform, any so, in, in any 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 piece of software next to that name is their record. So the record follows you no matter where you go. I am going to do something to you that you're not. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of off topic here because I just came to my mind here on this. If you had to build your team around CJ Stroud or Jalen Hurts, who would you build it around? Oh, you're a dirty dog. <laughs> dirty, dirty, just dirty. I'll move on. Dirty. I'll move on. <laughs> so dirty. Move- <laughs> hey, dude. You should be, you should be ashamed of yourself. Hey, I'm- hey, man. I don't. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm seeing down there in Houston. No, Audrey Sado. He looks so unbelievable, freaking, like, unreal. He looks. I can't. Who, who would you compare his game to? Like really? Because you know he came into the league as this pocket passer, but if you really watch him, he can get mobile. He can, he's fast. Can I tell oh. you who he looks like? He yeah. looks like Dante Culpepper in Minnesota when he was throwing them yards and running dudes over, and he was throwing for forty five. You know, after he blew his knee out, he was never the same guy. But he looks like he's a big dude, man. I mean, he's you know a better Cam, maybe. I mean, no, I think he's better than Cam. Oh no, uh, yeah, no, no, no. From man, a passing perspective, I think he's better than Cam for sure. Cam is obviously that dual threat. Do you guy remember right? Dante Culpepper? Yeah, Dante Culpepper was the shit. Like, uh, uh, Minnesota Culpepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only one I acknowledge. Yeah, <laughs> Hertz get Hertz definitely gets more hate. Golf has saying, "Oh, that kid, hey, golf, that kid from the Lions," and even Jamison Williams was awesome. He gets loved, but I think it goes a hey, warrior. I think it goes more to what Tone said about being a first round pick versus to being a second round pick. You're always going to give the guy with the first round pick 
always the benefit of the doubt versus a guy who's a later pick there. That's, but that's, listen that's, to that's this. Straw reminds you of like a uh, – he reminds me of like this combination of – like I don't Rob know, a, a combination of Big Ben and Warren Moon or something like, like that. that. Like, like, check this out. This guy's on pace for almost 5,000 passing yards and 28 touchdowns and four picks and one-on-one. And they're five and four. I mean. Yo, listen, I was talking to Rob about this earlier, insane, right? Man. Listen, listen to this, right? Now, obviously, this past weekend was really, had a lot of repercussions for a lot of teams, right? But listen to this, man. This is, this is the AFC playoff picture. Kansas City is the number one seed. Baltimore Ravens is the number two seed at seven and yep. three. Jacksonville, third seed at six and three. Dolphins, right. fourth seed at six and three. Steelers, fifth seed at six and three. Browns, sixth seed at six and three. Houston Texans, seventh seed at five and four. Bengals, eighth. Buffalo Bills, ninth. Listen, Tone, the, the Houston if he Texans. He gets the Texans. Listen, who were considered. Well, how about this? If he gets the Texans to the AFC playoff picture, and they were considered a team that had moved off Watson, that surrendered everything. Moved on Hopkins. puts them in the playoffs, how do you don't give him the MVP award? He is, You know what's so crazy? The NFL is so funny about giving rookies the MVP. And How do you deny that, though? I, I, I hear you. I hear he you, man. He carried a shitty roster and a rookie coach. Yeah, man. And they're doing such – like, also – they hit on damn near all those draft picks. Like Tank Dell, he looks so, great, but he's elevating kid, all those guys. The, the kid from Alabama's playing great ball too. Listen to this, man. Do you really think? Like, look, the Houston Texans, their schedule, it gets, it gets way more manageable. They got the Cardinals, Jags, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts, right? And they're five and four right now. They're in pole position at the seventh spot, but the Bengals, on the other hand, five and four as well. But they have the Ravens, Steelers, Jags, Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Listen, man. Won eleven games. If the if the Bengals don't, if the Bengals can't get it together, or the Bills, the Texans can very well keep the Bengals and Bills out of the playoffs. If Who would have thought? Bills lose tonight. I, I think, think the Texans. I think they're done. I think if the Bills lose tonight, they're done. I do too. I do. I I, I totally do too. All and right. I have them losing, by the way. I have the Broncos upsetting them, twenty-four to twenty-three. The Chiefs game means what to you on Monday night? Everything. 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 <laughs> no, but honestly, though, it's um, it's a rematch of the oh, guys. Oh, well, by man. the way, you I got to ask you something here because I tuned into you guys and I heard a guy you had on say you guys are going two and three. How come when I say you go four and one, everyone shits on me? Someone else says they go two and three. Nobody says anything. And I'm sitting here going, I got – I think the kid's going to go four and one and drop the one up in Seattle. And everyone's like, oh, you're a hater. I, I'm like, wait a minute here. That means I got you at 12 and two. Hey, listen, I was, it's so funny you say that, right? I was giving Rob hell because he had him going two and three as well. No way. I swear. I, I was giving Rob so much hell. And he'll, and he'll tell you this. You know, I was giving Rob so much hell because he says, all right, I got the Chiefs. I got the Eagles beating the Chiefs. I got the Eagles beating the Bills. I got them dropping three in a row. I was like, what? To who? Cowboys, uh, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, back to back to back. Oh, I was they, like, they would be what? in trouble for home field if that happened. That's what I said. I'm, I'm like, hold up, time's out. I got yeah, him at least going. card. Then I said, look, I got him at least going three and two. Rob, damn, can you give me another game? He said, he was like, I don't know, man. I said, two wow, three. Even I don't go there with that. I, I do not believe two. in the next five games that they're going to be underwater. I was, I was at so minimum three and two. Minimum. 
I feel like two and three would be. They dropped good, three in a row. No, I, I don't no see. That, I don't see that ever coming. No way. So I kind of, I kind of, I kind of pulled them. Unless off the there's ledge an injury. Bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I kind of pulled him off the ledge a little bit, but he's still like, I don't know, man. But I got him going three and two. I think that's reasonable. Three and two. Anything, anything beyond three and two is icing on the cake. It, it, hey, I'm telling you, if Dak ends up with winning the NFC East, he's gonna win the MVP award. Yeah, man. When you when you got the star on your helmet, it makes it a lot easier when you when you're average. <laughs> That's a hell of a T-shirt. When you got the star on your hat, it makes you. <laughs> you only have to be average. I like that, man. I mean, right. Let's be honest, right. man. I, I, I like let's that. Be honest. Okay. And I like Dak, man. And I like Dak. I hate I hate that it has to be this way. I, I actually like Dak, man. If he played for any other organization, uh, I'll give Dak a lot more love, man. But he doesn't, so it's unfortunate. How about this? The Lions are who to you? Annoying. Annoying. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're winning their games. They're, they're beating the teams on their schedule. But they beat but, the Chargers. But – but like, but like the, but like the Philadelphia Eagles of last year, everybody kept saying, "Who did you beat? Who did you beat? Who did you beat?" And I'm like, "Okay, all right, whatever. Okay, we'll see." So I'm going to give the Lions the same, the same type of, the same type of uh, animosity. I understand they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. That was just not at me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Wasn't a shot at you, man. Trust me, it wasn't. It wasn't. But you know, I understand. Listen, I, I give them credit where credit is due. They're beating the people on their schedule. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in week one. Granted, by one point. Granted, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones were not there. So I understand. I, if you want if, if, we, if we're going to give them credit for that, we got to give them credit for that. It is what it is. But it's week one. And we all know week one, anything is liable to happen. I mean, come on. Like we've seen teams lose games they shouldn't we've seen some underperforming week one and they all of a sudden go on six seven eight game winning streaks i mean it, it means week one is like okay it happened but when i think about the lions i'm sorry that ravens matchup sticks out to me 38 to 6 that that i can't i can't it's hard it's hard for me to take them seriously after that and then and then also you let the chargers do what they did to you and you won but 41 38 the chargers all right I mean, how how good is their defense really? And then they're know, not losing games because of Justin Herbert. No, 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 no. I know. I mean, some of those games I put on them, but not last night. Not last night. Um, last night he tied the game up. Defense has to get a stop. That's unacceptable. Man, that coach uh, gotta go. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him at all. But again, Lions, you beat the Falcons 20 to 6, Packers 34 to 20, Panthers, Buccaneers. I mean, you got some layups in there. So we're going to see how they do um, come playoff time. Uh, it's going to be exciting. But like I said, they're annoying. They're trying. They're trying really hard. I want to th- I want to throw this at you here. You know, I'm watching just – I'm watching uh, Trevor Lawrence play. Mm-hmm. And I saw him get turned around in the pocket, and I saw this crazy-ass pass. And I closed my eyes for two seconds, and I saw Carson Wentz. Mm. And I went, and I was like, damn. Why do you throw that pass like that where it gets tipped up and the guy makes the catch on it and intercepts? Why? Why? It was just, and it was Doug on that side. And I'm just, it, it crossed my mind. And you know me, man. 
I come up with every angle I can for my program. I'm at it. And you know what? It, it dawned on me, and I said, I don't believe, and as much as you and me both love Doug, I don't believe that he himself could have developed Jalen Hurts. They Look, a village has developed him. Mm. Doug wants to develop a quarterback with Mike McCoy and himself and not the organization's help. And to me, it's Steichen, it's Brian Johnson, it's Howie. It's the how about this? It's the ability of the coach to mm -hmm. back off. Yep, Kevin Petullo, he did a good job as well. Oh, he's been raised by a village in Philadelphia to not have so many people. I hope I'm making sense here. It just seems that Doug and Frank, and when that thing got taken away, he splintered Wentz. Now, if you lose coaches and position coaches, Jalen's not fracturing into a million pieces. You have the – you. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I don't think he'll ever because of mental, but we questioned some of the direction of the play call. I guess what I'm getting to is I wonder – I do think Doug would have developed him, but would he be further along, be further along yeah. with, with, with Doug than with Nick, knowing the confinements? Because, listen, I think Trevor's really – I think he had a bad game. It happens. Yeah. However, but, but, but it was ugly. I see, it was ugly though. I see ugly. I see ugly games by him. You know the turnover. What like that ugly game against the Niners versus Jalen's ugly uh, game versus the Jets? Okay, I get it, but not like that. That yeah, was yeah. That was like, you know, it's so funny because Trevor Lawrence, as much as I like him. He came into the league being touted as like the second coming of Andrew Luck and number one overall. He, he's so he's so gifted. You know how someone is so gifted? Yes. That it's almost like they they're kind of just flirting on by. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is still he still has a well of untapped potential. And I heard someone say this. Um I think it was Colin Cowherd. Uh, he said something very interesting when he was analyzing the game after the fact. He said something that really piqued my interest. He said, becoming in as the number one overall pick, you're being compared to Andrew Luck and all that kind of stuff. And when you and then in your entry press conferences to the organization, you mentioned in several on several on many occasions, you mentioned how football is not your life. It's just what you do. That is alarming to an extent. Yeah, it's a problem. Because if you look at Jalen Hurts, we don't doubt if football is his life. When we look at Brock Purdy, say what you want about him, I can tell football is his life. Um, who else? Tom Brady, football is his life. Uh, give me some other quarterbacks. I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, football is his life. Jared Goff, I can tell football is his life. Um, you know, it's just certain guys you can just tell. And Lamar Jackson, football you're is his life. You're completely vested in what you're doing. And the question becomes, is Trevor Lawrence fully vested? And and look, we, I don't know him. And I know I'm kind of jumping off on a limb here. But it, it's when you say things like that, it leaves the door open for uh, how vested are you in your overall development as a quarterback? How much are you getting by on just talent alone? I'm curious about that. So 
I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I think he has a, I think he has one of the highest ceilings in the league, but will he ever tap into it? That's the biggest question. I see I see ugly football though. I don't see ugly football with Hurts. Yeah. Like I don't see ugly football with Mahomes and losses. Sometimes tone gauging a player in losses is just as valuable at gauging a player in wins because yeah. if you're always, you handle it? Yeah. If you're always in the fight, I mean, that's one thing that you're going to lose games. There's no there's no quarterback in NFL history in over 100 years that has a perfect record. You're going to Tom Brady didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years. I mean, it's going to happen. So my my point is I I watched them. I watched about 5 really Carson Wentz type plays in that Niner game and because he got pressured it just looked out of sorts like right. like who's coaching you like it made me just think there this. were some bad habits in there right there were some bad habits yeah that kind of awful, like like it looked like urban meyer stuff like like that year do you think do you think the urban meyer debacle there's still a stench of that on Trevor Lawrence that he's trying to that he's still trying to shake because he's he's only he's only about a year and some change. I think he still that. has bad habits from Clemson. Ah, okay, interesting. That they haven't coached some of those out of him because the, here here is the greatest. Here's one of the greatest assets that Hurts has. He has no problem getting out in the perimeter and throwing the ball in the first row of the stadium, mm-hmm. and then living to play another play. He does not care about statistics. And I'm not saying Trevor does. Trevor's trying to win a ball game, and he wants to be the focal point. But Jalen knows he needs his team around him. I think I think Jalen's more – It this sounds terrible. I think you- Kurt is more of a team player than, than what Trevor Lawrence is. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is that you can't be selfish in thinking you're going to be the main reason that you win games. That's why sometimes you win it by running. You win it by AJ winning. You win it by Devontae winning it. Is that the equivalent of a quarterback falling in love with his arm? I think it's I think it's a quarterback falling in love with his ego. Mm. Mm. I think because, it's his ego. That I'm, you're the number one overall pick. You're brought there to one to do one thing, change the fortunes of the franchise, as you said. And it's on you, not Calvin Ridley, not NTN. Not even Doug. It's on me. The pressure for me. I think there's more pressure. Well, how about this? I think he puts more pressure, unwanted pressure, an unwarranted pressure on himself. Whereas Jalen Hurts knows that he is going to be the number one reason that they win. But what he's not going to be is the number one reason reason that they they lose. It's so funny you say that. I think in throughout Jalen Hurts' entire career, he's only shown me one eagle throw. Just one. And that was the pick, and, and that was and that was the pick he threw. That was the game ceiling pick he threw in the Jets game. He he literally threw it in double coverage. Those guys were just sitting there waiting for him to throw it, and he threw it. That was only the that was the one moment in my life I've ever said, "Damn, Jalen, I felt like I I felt like you threw that ball with your ego." Um, but that's not his character. So I don't want people to get me misconstrued here. That's not who he is. I, every quarterback is liable to have that moment, like ah, that that's not who you are. And I think that's when Jalen had he had one of those moments in that game at the end of the game. He didn't have to throw that ball, um, but he did anyway because he thought he could make the throw. Um, so it's, you it's, see, it's, you see again, you see what LJ likes to do is like 
put what I'm saying here in one mm-hmm. box and quantify everything as being the greatest coach of all time. I think the only strength that I like that Sirianni has is that he backs off. Whereas Doug is more around it, but Doug wins more. Doug, any way you look at it, the greatest era in Eagle football was with Peterson. I'm talking about developing a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about moving the sticks on a quarterback here, not about winning. Until Sirianni wins, he's Matt LaFleur. Do you think I don't also, care what you say anybody says until he wins a chip, he's Matt LaFleur. Do you also believe that because Jalen Hurts is that second round pick, he has this more willingness to have a have a higher sense of self-awareness and have a have a higher ability to be coachable because of that being a second round pick and not really being highly touted because he understands the flaws in his game, wasn't highly recruited coming into the league. But then guy like Trevor Lawrence, um, just um Justin, Justin, um, not, not Justin Herbert, um, Josh Allen at- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Times, they're so talented. They're so good at what they do. It's like they... They kind of... It's hard It's hard to tell them. It's hard to tell them something. Like Carson I'll, I'll, I'll answer you. It's kind of hard to tell them. It's like Brent Purdy, right? Even though I feel how I feel about him, he's still highly coachable. Highly. Can I, can, let me let me yeah. let me so answer what this. What's your thoughts on that? I'm curious. Okay, I was on in Boston, WEEI, and Belichick heard it. I, I used, to, I mean, I I worked up there for like five years, and I was filling in, and Belichick came in, and he built built did, did a show. I think every Tuesday. I think Brady did it every Thursday. I didn't do that one. Mm-hmm. And Bill heard me say something. He goes, you know what I love about what you said about Brady? That Brady's the greatest 1-0 and quarterback of all time. Brady doesn't look behind. He doesn't look forward. And I go, he goes, I heard you say something else. Every single draft year, Tom Brady posts his picture in his shorts with right. his horrible body. He's the sixth-round pick. And he just reminds people all the time, it's not where you're picked. It's if you're picked. And where you go, that that in my opinion drove him, because of all the quarterbacks that were selected, he wrote down all the quarterbacks that were picked ahead of him in that draft, mm-hmm. and that was a driving force to him. His entire career, even when he was at Michigan, tone, they were trying to give that thing to Drew Henson. Do you know that he was a backup quarterback and he was redshirted the year they won the national title? And that Tom Brady was a backup red shirt and they didn't believe in him. Even Lloyd Carr. I think that that, hey, Nick Saban didn't believe in Jalen Hurts at the end. He had to leave and go somewhere. Um, the Eagles didn't believe in him. They believed in him kind of, but not enough to draft him in the first round or the Steelers to draft him. I think that that kind of stuff, I think that propels you to to be great and i think sometimes those first round guys look look at zach wilson look at some of these other guys uh brandon whedon 
Um, look at like all the quarterbacks that go in the first round. They can't handle the fact that when you're in college like that, you know, you've been given an opportunity your entire life. And when you get to the NFL, they're expecting you to like have the fortitude and the drive to be great. And when you don't have it, organizations are shocked. That's yeah. why to me, I would rather have a guy on my team that's starving and hasn't had a meal in three days and will do anything it takes to get a meal on the table versus a guy who's sitting at the dinner table already eating steak and lobster. Isn't it funny? I'd rather have that guy because that guy, to me, is hungrier and wanting to win. Isn't it funny how the quarterback position is the only position that when they're selected in the second round, we 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 don't consider the second round pick to be a high value pick. Correct. We don't. You know, every other position. If you draft the wide receiver in the second round, a linebacker in the second round, a corner in the second round, sixty percent of the top all pro wide receivers were second round picks. Right. We call like you know when people talk about draft picks in a nutshell, they say first round is a high value pick, second round is a high value pick, third round, so on and so forth. Right. But then when you but when you're a quarterback, for some reason, we begin we 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 forget. Or we begin to say, well, I mean, he was only drafted in the second round. But wait, hold on, wait. We were just saying second round picks are valuable. But because it's a quarter, because they selected a quarterback, oh, something has to be wrong with him. Or nah, like he 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 he's on he's only good to be good enough to be a bench guy. Like it's we have to normalize the second round picks at, at quarterback being high value because that's a that's a high value. It pick. is. I like, think the first three rounds are premium picks. Anybody drafted in the first two rounds, in my opinion probably could have been a first rounder if maybe the maybe if the right team picked him at a different time you know what i mean it's just it's just fascinating to me but i'm glad hertz was drafted where he was drafted how about this Tony? he became philadelphia eagle you see this right here this cost me two million dollars and not being in the first round see see that much 56 player taken okay as a junior should have stayed but i was still the 56 player taken as a junior Mm -hmm. if i was this much taller I don't win the top 15 picks. That's Crazy, the difference man. between 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, because the metrics, that's why that combine's full of shit most of the time. You yeah, don't get it's... real football players. Hey, man, weight rooms and gyms do not create great football players. Tate does. You, I, I, like I told you before, I used to only have to see 20, 20 feet of tape. The 20-foot rule. You know what that is? Give me 20 feet of tape. I'll tell you if the kid can play or not. Mm. Remember when Joe Burrow first came out? What was the, first, what was the one knock on him in the draft? He had small hands. Remember that? They just kept talking about his hands. Small and I'm like, hands. And, I, and I'm like, yo, can he throw the ball or not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares how big his hands is? Can he throw the ball? And he's showing you that he can throw the ball at a high level, man. It's, you know, there are these there are these nitpicking like draft nerds that like that that bring up these weird ass, you know, statistics or measurables. And I'm like, oh, his hands are smaller than this. So he's 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 gonna suck. I'm like, hell, I want smaller hands. Is it that man? simple? Hey, I want smaller hands. You know, it makes me think about makes me think about myself a little better in a better light. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I I wish hey look at me I wish I had yeah. smaller hands okay I don't know what it is every time I pick a cannoli up man I I, I don't feel very good about myself when oh I go. my god that's hilarious that's that's why I always did a woman with small hands fellas that's right I always I always did one with small hands do you think this Trevor Lawrence and Taylor Swift thing is going to be a deal going forward I mean 
Oh, Travis Kelsey. my problem with it. Uh, you're traveling. Dude, you're traveling all over the world now. I mean. Man. Okay. He, he's a. Uh... He, he, you know, he looks, I ain't gonna lie, the way he's moving right now, he's looking like a boy toy. He's <laughs> 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 looking like a boy toy, man. Oh, man. Travis hey, Swift. Hey, hey Travis, come, come to come to El Pollo Loco. Come come out here, like, you know, come to Cabo. We're, we're just... <laughs> oh, 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 okay, <laughs> Taylor. Oh, okay, Taylor. I'm hey, meet me at the crazy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Taylor. Oh, I'll be there. Like, it's. <laughs> oh man, listen, man. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not for all that. Like it's so funny. Rob. Rob Ellis asked me earlier. He said. He said, um, "What if the roles were reversed? Right? What if? What if Travis Kelsey was in Philadelphia, and you know, all things were equal? Right? He was in Philly Philadelphia. Fans wouldn't be going with this guy traveling around the world. We. I told him. I said. I said, look. What if Jalen was? What if Jalen was dating Sierra and he was chasing her like to like uh, Rio? Right, and they're going to the Grammys, and, and then they lose like, to the Jets. The they, they kill him. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but listen, that goes. Listen, that goes back to that old story um, that was told. I think it was uh, Meryl Reese told it about Randall Cunningham. Remember, he said at halftime of the preseason game, they went to Whitney Houston's birthday party. What the hell are we talking about? The game is still going. Are you serious? I know it's a preseason game, but damn. So it's just like, I'm I, I'm not, I'm not for all that, man. You know, I want I want my athletes to be themselves all the time and, and speak their truths. But I'm not, I, I don't like when guys get caught up in the in, in the Hollywood antics because it's going it's going to bite you on the behind at some point. I firmly believe that. Andy Reid facing Andy Reid coming out of the bye means what to you? Everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, Damn. It's, it's just look, you here's think the thing. this game needs more than the cowboy game. Yeah. Yeah. Because because I look at the cowboys as more more sore. than a niner game. I think the niner game, I think the niner game means more no, to dude. the niners. No, this is I a, think, no, no way. You, you don't think so? It's the supremacy game. Okay, from okay, from that perspective. It, okay, it's I, the supremacy. I, okay. I get what you mean than you. I'm better than you. I may see Kansas City down the line, but this I, is for that that 49er game is for top dog because the Niners are against the Cowboys. And if you beat them, hey man, even the Cowboys got to do this. Wow, that team way up there. I hear you. Way. I hear you. And you didn't say anything wrong, right? I guess for me, I'm looking at it from the perspective of they took that Super Bowl from us. And it's. It gnaws at my freaking brain. So took it from you. Three, three points, three points. Well, well, we damn sure didn't give it to them. They, 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 they took it. I want to. I'm giving them credit. They took it. Scoop you know, so, score. so three <laughs> points. It, it, it sits. It, it lives rent free in my brain. You know, I don't think you understand. At least once, or at least once a day, I sit to myself and I say, "Damn, that close." Close. That close, and Jalen Hurts wouldn't have to hear shit from anybody else. What hurts more, 04 or seven or um, 22? 22. 22. Because I knew Donovan didn't have it then. So, 22. Oh, you went into the Super Bowl going. Uh, well, I was a kid. My dad was excited, but I never was. I never missed, was a McNabb guy. I was a Brian. Oh, Westbrook your dad guy. must hate five my dad, now. My dad hates McNabb. With <laughs> my dad hates McNabb with a passion. Um, but 22 hurts me more because I, outside of 17, that was the second Super Bowl run that I was 
fully along for the ride, fully. Like I was working at Jacob. I was tracking these games week by week, talking to you guys every single day. You know, I was fully engulfed in this sports world. And to make it that far and see how they got there week after week after week after week and see how it happened and wow, the game was in our clutches. And then we lose the game by three points. It it, it, it hurts me, Sills. It hurts me. I hear it in your voice, and I'll ask you this prediction. Who wins the MVP? I want a prediction on November 13th. And no one, and I, I'm not going to change. You're not going to change. This will be a prediction. Okay, because the NFL wobbles every week. Who wins the most valuable player award? Because do we agree? Am I locked into this? It's as tight a race as it can be right now. Right. Am I locked into this? Because I am too. Hmm. Who wins the MVP this year? (sighs) I honestly haven't truly decided, but I'm going to go out on the limb here. And... Because of the way the schedule is laid out, I think the person who has the greatest chance to prove that they deserve the MVP is Jalen Hurts. Because of what you said last week, he goes 4-1 over that stretch. How can you deny him? How can you? You play in Philly. Because you that's that's one way of looking at it. You play in <laughs> Philly. But that's my point. But that's why the schedule is so important because everyone's been hyping it up. Remember, we got to keep in mind. We're gonna everybody got to keep that same energy. Everybody was saying Eagles have the toughest schedule in the league, right? Can they do it again? And then when it comes to this five-game stretch, murderers row, gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? Can they get it done? This is the biggest test for Philadelphia Eagles. So they've already Propped it up as the hardest stretch in football. Jalen Hurts goes four and one. He's already playing well and trending towards MVP status. But if he goes four and one over this stretch, you beat Patrick Mahomes on the road. You beat Josh Allen. You beat. You find a way to beat Dak and Jerry World. You find a way to beat the 49ers again. You find a way to. You find a way to beat Seattle. Who knows? Four and one is going to fall away. It falls. But if you go four and one over that stretch. There's no way you can say Jalen Hurts does not deserve the MVP because they said so. <laughs> they said this was the hardest stretch in football. So for Jalen Hurts to go 4-1 and one in the hardest stretch in football, give my man the MVP, and I ain't taking no shorts. Give him the whole, give, give him the whole shebang. What if bang. he goes 5-0, and oh, like Crowley says? If he goes 5-0, and oh, man, just cancel the rest of the season, man. Just cancel it. Just cancel it. Just, 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 just listen. Just, just send it to his PO box. You already know how it goes, man. If he goes five and zero in that stretch, oh it's my! It's already God. as Dion would say. It's already on the mantle. Is our listen five sills? You said it first. If he goes four and one in that stretch, he's the, he should be the MVP. MVP. I'm rocking with that. I, I'm rocking with that. I, 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 I'm picking him too. I'm rocking with that. On one leg, come on, man. But here's this. <laughs> say it, it with me. Now, now listen to me here, though. If it comes down to statistics and it, they're close, Dak wins it. I think they give I, I think they would give it to uh I see them giving it to Mahomes before they give it to Dak. Or Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I see them giving it to Lamar Jackson before Dak. Who's more sellable? Lamar, Mahomes, Dak. Who's more sellable to the league? And merchandise and TV ratings, commercials. I mean, Mahomes is still Mahomes. He's he's the highest. Okay, I'm just saying, if it's all equal, 
You're trying to tell me you think Mahomes is more of a sellable point than the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback? I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like listen, Mahomes is the baby goat, two Super Bowls. You just don't want to go anywhere, Cowboy man. Why, why, why would I ever? Why would I ever? Hey, you just don't want anything, Cowboys dog. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen, I t- listen. I tell you this right now, man. If the Cowboys caught a flat tire on the way to, on, on, on the way to their games, man, I wouldn't send Triple A to save them at all. I tell I tell you that right now, man. I'm rolling with Hurts too. I think Hurts is your MVP if he goes four and one. Yeah. And that's if he goes four and one, but it yeah, has to be a. If it's, not, if it's not, it's going to go to Dak. Yeah, and it has to be a strong four and one too. You know what I mean? It, 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 no, I, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't give a shit if it's by a safety. Okay. Okay, and by the way, some of you, you're right. I'm in a pissed off mood because yeah. of FSU Miami this weekend. So don't mind me. So if I started off a little angry, Eagle fans are the only people on the planet that understand because you guys live <laughs> your life angry. So thank you very much for understanding. But listen, here's what I mean, though, by a strong four and one. You can't be throwing picks all over the damn board. No, you know, no, no. Yeah, no, you protect, that's what I mean. Protect the ball, win the games. That's all. And I think he can do that. I think Jalen Hurts, I think I think he's shaking the turnover bug. I, I think he has. Some people, it lasts much longer than what it did for him. Over the past three weeks, he's only thrown throw one interception. So, I mean, I, I, I got to roll with that trend. And we're big on trends here. Yep, absolutely. Great stuff, Tone. Great stuff, brother. Great stuff, my friend. Absolutely agree. Gary Cobb's going to join us, too, in a couple minutes here. Folks, don't forget, it's Happy Wingsgiving from our super friends at Hooters. The month of November, we are so proud to be giving you this opportunity. We are giving you a chance to see all the specials we have for this month of November, like Ice Cold Coors Lights, $2.99. Purchases of those items, $0.25, will go to local charities. The Hooters calendar 2024 is out. Do me a favor. Go to northeasthooters.com. That's northeasthooters.com. Great specials we have. Seafood Sundays, half price. Snow crabs, special. You'll love them. Military Mondays, 20% off all day. Wing Wednesdays, 1983. All you can eat and kids eat for free on Saturdays. Northeasthooters.com. That's northeasthooters.com. And when you go to Hooters, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Gary Cobb up here real quick here, but I got to tell you, man, Cowboys kicked the shit out of the New York Giants, man. You would think that they beat the 85 Bears. Holy cow. Danny DeVito's little nephew was playing quarterback in New York, and I was I couldn't watch the game. I had Ajita, and an Italian, for some of you out there, that means an upset stomach. I had to watch Lions and Chargers and actually watch a football game instead of an ass-kicking. It was like watching Cobb's old USC team beat the, like, Oregon State Beavers. (laughs) I mean, Cobb was out of the game. He had his shoulder pads off in the second quarter, and they were up 49-0. Okay? When he played Oregon State or Cal back in them days, Gary played 14 plays. (laughs) Hey, everybody was in their street gear by the time the second quarter was there. I mean, it was like watching that. It was like JV, but the Cowboys are back now. Now, I will make this comment, and I'm going to bring Gary on after this comment here. When healthy, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Gary Cobb, Fox 29, former Eagle himself. Man, I know you were off the field, man, in the second quarter against the Beaver, man. Yeah, we you were. Yeah, guys over there chewing bubble gum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a different time, but yeah, there was you know um, those teams, you know, they didn't want any part of us. But uh, <laughs> I'll say, but, am I wrong but, when I say this, Gary? Yeah, that when healthy, the 49ers are the best team in football. Well, you know, they may be right. They may be there right now. You know, right now they may be playing at that level. Um, I, you know, 
they they look tough. And you know what? I know they've been talking about the Eagles, you know, within their locker room, you know, since last year. You know, I know that they, you know, and, and you know that, um, you know, they, they want another shot at them. So that's what that's what it's all about, though. I mean, that's what it's all about. They got to they got to get on the field and we're going to see who's better that day, because right now they are playing, man. They look tough, boy. Woo. You know. Well, here, here, you know what, you know what, Eagle guy will do. They'll they'll turn around and go like this to you. They lost three straight. I'm like, how do you think the Philadelphia Eagles would take a look at the record when Lane's not on the in the starting lineup? Yeah, if they have AJ Brown and they don't have Trent Williams on there, you think that that football team's eight and one? There's not, not, not a chance in hell the Eagles are eight and one right. without those two guys on the you're field. Right. You're right. You're right. That's why right now, I mean, <clears throat> I'll tell you, you know, uh, Dallas didn't play anybody. But I tell you what, they, you know, they want another shot at the Eagles. You know, they they want another shot at them, man. They they know the guys left that field know that hey, we're gonna have to play these guys again. So, but that's the fun. That's what that's what the fun I, of this whole is. thing is, man. It is. You know, you think the Cowboys beat the Eagles in Arlington if they don't play better than they did the last time? Because the Cowboys are playing that. I mean, that's the way you're supposed to do uh, the Giants. They send that awful team out there. That's the way you're supposed to do them. Now, I didn't think they they should have kept it on. They're throwing the ball at the end of the game, like man, they're, like like they're, they're running to... the score up, like like they were playing UNLV. I know. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was ridiculous, but but hey, you're supposed to this. That's the kind of whooping you're supposed to get due to an inferior team, and and you tell them, look, if you can't handle it, don't show up. Just go ahead and forfeit or something because. You guys are awful, but I, I didn't like the way they were r- running up the score. I mean, wait a minute, forfeit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what? The Giants are getting about that bad. That, that, that looked bad, man. It that, did. That, that was that was not an NFL. I mean, it was embarrassing. You, you know, you're going like, man, you guys, are you guys going to keep on playing this <laughs> this game? <laughs> that, that was, uh, you know, but but the Cowboys. That does say something about them, though. When they get in that role, man, they get out there and they get on a roll on you, boy. You they, think – how about this here? Dak is playing, man. Dak is playing. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, that's where I'm going here. Yeah. That, you know, like, he's playing just as good a football right now as Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's on yep. track for 45-62. Jalen's on track for 44-33. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak's on pace for 32 touchdowns, 17 picks. Yeah. Uh, Jalen's 28 touchdowns, 15 picks. Dak's got a 70.17 completion percentage. Jalen's at 68.9. Mm-hmm. You can say that Hurts is playing better than him because he's not. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, he's playing good ball too, right? It, it, that's right. Well, you know what? This is what it's all about. You know, I remember, you know, our coaches at USC, they used to say that. You're going to like, we don't like playing these, beating up on these little teams. We like big man on big man. We like this, the, the big games, you know, and this, that's what it's about. And so you're looking to see Dallas, San Francisco, and the Eagles. We're going to find out who's got the better football team. Wait a and, minute, Gary. Yeah. Are you going to throw your uh, Lions in there too? I tell you, you know, the Lions, I, I still don't think that. Yeah, I'm you know, with in, you. In certain ways they are, but, I, you know, I, I went back there. I was back there. I was looking at them play uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and I'm going like, no, nah, you, you guys are not on the – you know, you're not on the level of the Niners, the Eagles, Cowboys. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them up there yet. They're on their way, though. They are going in the right direction, but 
you know, they still got some ways to do. But I do like they got some big boys up front, you know, uh, on that offensive line. I like some of those guys. Of course, they got some pass rushes. But I don't see the type of pass rush that the Eagles or or the Niners or the Cowboys know. They, they don't have that type of pass rush. They don't have that many guys coming at you like that. So How about this one, Gary? Yeah. Um, we have been injured all year, and we keep winning against one of the hardest schedules. Yet we haven't really got into the hardest part of the schedule. The next five games, yes. in my opinion, are going to tell us a lot more here, Warrior. But I will say this to you. I mean – at the end of the day, though, Gary, I mean, you got to look at the way that they're playing. Then you look at San Francisco and how they're playing. Chase mm-hmm. Young was a factor I know. in that game. And how about this? Who do you think has more impressive wins? The Niners have beat up the Cowboys by 30. Yeah. They beat the Jags by 30. Yes. And they beat the Steelers by 22. Um, <laughs> boy, you got to look at them and look at the Niners and go like this. The Eagles have been in every game that yep. they've had this year. Mm-hmm. 49ers, when they got all their pieces in there, they They're beat tough. people up. Yeah, they do. Now, I, I will give you that. Um, I will say that, the, you know, the thing the Eagles, the argument they can make is that they find ways to win. Yes. Now, and, and so if they get in the game with the Niners or the Cowboys and, and they find ways to win, they can win in multiple ways. Uh, but they got their work cut out for them. I think they know that. I think they were looking at the, you know, they were looking at those games yesterday. You know, they were looking <laughs> they, without a doubt. And so you see the, the Niners, man, you see with, with Debo back in there, Trent Big Williams, Williams, Big Williams back in there. You're going like, Ooh, and then, and then, you know, you add to that pass rush they had, you're going like, man, Chase Young and Randy and Randy Gregory. He hasn't yeah. been a factor, but Chase Young. Yeah. And I think Chase Young playing with Nick Bose at Ohio state. I'm telling you. Kind of looked a little bit like what Jalen Carter and uh, Jordan Day was playing at Georgia together. That looked a little bit like that OSU combo. Well, you know, this is fun, man. I, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. Our great playing great. Yeah. You go, you're going to see a, some great games. We're going to find out because nobody can say, oh, I'm sure such and such is going to win. No, no, no. Nobody's sure of nothing because these are going to be some tight, hard-fought games where – it's gonna be a play here, a play there. Who knows? Maybe one team bullies the other team. I want to see, you know, if somebody can pull that off. Because you got you got some outstanding defensive and offensive lines where we're gonna find out who is for real. And you got to take care of the football. Uh, you know, we're gonna see. Uh, you know, I mean, Debo, AJ Brown. See who's who's who takes over the game. You know, got the met- Kittle was a factor this past weekend against the Jags. Yeah, he was. Remember something about that Jags team? That Jags team had won five in a row, and they put the hammer on them, man. They they did. That was that was a thrashing, and they they didn't belong on the field. Uh, I got I got to give it to them. I mean, uh, San Francisco when they are healthy, they got everybody back, boy. Well, we knew they were tough last year. You know, nobody was celebrating last year before that game. Now, afterwards, everybody, I knew they were going to win. You didn't know they were, <laughs> you didn't hey, know they were going to so. Gary, on Sunday, or Monday night, excuse me, Andy yeah. Reid is 27-4 and four, coming out of buys, and Sirianni's 3-1. and one. The Super Bowl bye week, obviously, you count that in the factor that they lost to the Super Bowl. He's 3-1 and one coming out of a bye. Um, plus, you have Spagnola, Steve Spagnola on the other side. You got Andy Reid, and yeah. you have Patrick Mahomes, you know, Advantage who? 
I think you you, you got to give the advantage to Kansas City. I mean, because defensively, defense. defensively, they've been playing. I mean, you look at the numbers. Their defense is the reason that they have in the year they're having. Because their, their offense hasn't been playing great. But they've been finding ways to win because they're holding teams under 16 points. I mean, they are playing outstanding. And I, I haven't really looked at them closely. But I know Steve, he's a, he's a great coach. I mean, the guy's an outstanding coach. Very, very good. Um, he, he gets to his players. He gets you know, uh, production out of his players uh, because he's a, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. You know, in fact, I ran into him. He was, he was back here after they won during the off season. And so I had, you know, I was joking with him and stuff, him and his wife, uh, they were, you know, they, they, of course they come back here all the time because they got a lot of friends in the area. So they were back here and I, I said, him, Hey man, you got nothing. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I got to give you guys credit, man. You, you guys got it done. And with the way his defense I got to look at them closely and see how how why they're playing. They're top, they're top nine unit. Yeah, I mean, I I really haven't looked at the you know um, at what they what they're doing, but my goodness, you holding people under sixteen points in this type of league where it's scoring, you know, he's he's obviously doing an outstanding job. But the Eagles got their workout work cut out for them, and I think they're you know they're they're looking forward to it. We're gonna find out, you know, who's for real. You know what I love about your fan base is that any little thing pisses them off. <laughs> and something, hey, and, and Gary, and something like this has to piss them off because Monday they're yeah. raising the Super Bowl flag at Arrowhead. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they waited and made sure, huh? Yeah, oh, they're man. raising the Woo! Super Bowl flag on Monday night. Oh, oh. You know, you know, oh, man. Oh, why did you have to say that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so many people gonna have a baby about that, man. You know, they, but you know what? Hey, you win it, you can do it when you want to, you know. And but uh, you know, and Andy, Andy's great pre preparer. Yeah, I mean, he does prepare. He'll study. He goes in there and uh, he's gonna study what you're doing. So, and, and we know that the secondary. Look, if you guys don't play better than that. I mean, you you cannot. I don't know how you could look your teammates in the eye, and and not, don't play better than they played. So, but they know it. They got to play much better. And if they don't, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. How 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 much of a force and factor do you think Travis Swift is gonna be a tight end for uh, the 49ers in that game? I mean, you gotta uh, think Travis Swift, man. And he's going to eat that thing up big time. <laughs> hey, you, you know what they Here used to I say? Here I say that. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know what they would always say? A guy doesn't have his legs. <laughs> we'll know immediately if he's a little seasick. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I got to give it to him, boy. They're milking that, boy. That's a nice promotion, man. Hold, hey, would you have a problem with a guy going to, like, the, uh, the North Atlantic or Rio or wherever the hell he went to chase down a some girlfriend of his that knowing that you got a Monday night game with, with or, or, or Gary, do you just hey, roll with it? And that's how Andy's always been. Uh, Andy's just going to roll with it. You know, Andy will uh, be able to, he, he knows the kind of guy he is. And uh, you know, the, as long as he's ready to play, you know, he's, he's been putting up with his act, you know, cause uh, you know, he's always had an act Kelsey. 
You know? Yeah, no, he dresses like uh, like he's oh. RuPaul. Oh, that's right. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Hey, Mr. Cool. He's Mr. Cool all no, the time. No, he dresses like RuPaul, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like... yeah, now that's true. He, he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, see, now I'm going to leave that alone. Because <laughs> I'm friends with his brother, you know, and everything. And so, I, you know, I'm going to, hey, he does dress. He dressed differently. I, I I noticed he does. At times, he does dress differently. He dresses a little sharp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so, uh, but I gotta admit they are they are milking this man. I tell who you, who are you more concerned about, Gary, in the secondary, Bradbury or Slay? Bradbury, Bradbury, because um, I don't I don't know if he has the speed to be out there anymore. You know, he looks like uh, you know, and then just not sharp. I mean that that last play, or you know, when he got the the pass interference play there near the end. Come on, you got to be smarter than that. Come on, you're a veteran player. What are you? Why are you even in that situation? Back off of the guy. Come on, they they got to do. They got forty seconds to go, and you're gonna you're gonna make it this kind of drama like that. So, you know he's he's got to play. To, you know he's got to play better. He knows that. But uh, I don't know how much he has left when you, you see people going by him and you know, dude, they're calling him Burnberry. Hey, <laughs> hey. I, and I could I could understand that I, you know he was in the locker room afterwards, and I you know I, like I said I'm not gonna say anything to him. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey, what unit do you think has played the best in the first half of the season, the O line or the D line? Well, I, I guess probably uh, maybe the D line. D line's to... number one against the run. Yeah, I think the, the sixth in sacks. Yeah, I think the D line because. They've been getting pressure, you know, most of the time. There have been some times when they've been missing a little bit, but for the most part, they've been getting pressure. But the secondary at times doesn't even show up. You're going like, How you, what are you doing 10 yards off the guy? I mean, get up on that receiver, man. What are you doing? You know, you just, you know, one, two, three, the ball's out. You know, you got you to gotta, uh, cover somebody sometime. And uh, I want to see them changing some things up. I think they have a chance to change things up. You know, they've got um, uh, Roby coming up. He'll be in there in the slot. Uh, you're going to have um, these guys healthy. And I know from some of the guys that have played in the league, um, uh, you know, they know that they got to play on a higher level than that. And if uh, they're going to they're going to be circled as the reason the Eagles don't make it. And I don't I don't think they want that. So I definitely think we're going to get better performances out of that secondary because I'm going like, man, it, it, Come on, the Cowboys stopped themselves. There's Gary, no way. They're, they're the second worst pass defense in the league. And then that's not. And they've given up the most first downs. And they and they have played that poorly. There have been times when you just say, "This is not pro football, man. How could you be out there? Aren't you ashamed to be out there playing when you got tape where you're looking this bad? Uh, especially with a team that." has aspirations of winning this whole thing and and you're playing that poorly. You know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be getting a lot of sleep at night if I was playing that bad, man. How about this? Two last questions for you here. Um, As we go into this week and we go into this game here and you look at the way that they've played, in your opinion, is the health of Jalen Hurts, if he can't bring back the physical element in the run game, I do not believe Swift is a physical runner. Okay, I, I tell you what, I saw that guy Gibbs in Detroit, and I see why they moved off of yeah, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift because that kid, in my opinion, 
he he's a ball player. Yeah, yeah. He but Jalen, do you agree? He's got to get back to being healthy to bring back the physicality in the run game. Because well, they really don't have a physical running back back there. They're going to have to do something. I mean, they, they did uh, have Rashad Penny ran two times. Uh, the first time when he hit the ball, he hit it up in there for eight yards. And you can see maybe he can be that guy because he is big enough and physical enough to be that guy. But the guy don't want to play the rest of the game. Look, you got to block sometime. You know, come on, man. Sometimes you got to pick up the blitz, but I could see, and you know, there's been talk that maybe he is going to be, you know, become uh, really take on a bigger role because, you know, uh, as, as much as I like Swift, you know, he's kind of he's, he's he's back where you give him five, ten times a game, you might let him carry the ball, and then you're getting the ball to him out in space. You, you know? think he's slowing down a little? Who's that, Swift? Yeah. Yeah, because he come on, he's never carried the ball this much. He's never carried the ball this much. I mean, he you can you're not gonna give it the ball you to him. Do you think he's wearing down, or do you think they're concerned about wearing him down or both? I, I think it's both. And I think that um he, he's a kind of a back, he's not a guy that's gonna be running over people. And um when he starts kind of shying to a hit from a from a DB, you know that come on, he, he can't. He's not a pounder. That's not the kind of ball cover. No, and, he and is. most of the yards were in two games. Yeah, and, and early uh, on too. And you know what? That's fine. You just let him play in the role that he should be playing, which is carries the ball five to ten times, mostly in a game. But then you're getting the ball to him out in the in his space with screens and uh, where he's running routes and everything. That's that's him at his strength because when he's out in some space, he can make people yeah. miss. But he, no, he's no, no, not, but, but Gary, he's even not in a Detroit, pounder, though. He's not even a pounder. in Detroit and in yeah. Philly, when they're in the red zone, they pull him out of games. Yeah, he, he's not a pounder. Come on, it's not him. He's not him. That's that's not the kind of back he is. And uh, you know, you need to let a guy play the role he should play. Now, they brought Penny in here, and and I've heard some people say that they're going to start using him. I said, well, well, put him in there and let's see what he's got because they need a physical back. Because you know, you look at these guys on this on uh, that they got to play, like when they're playing the Niners, they need a physical back to play against the Niners. They, uh, you look at the uh, the other teams when they play the Cowboys again, they need a physical back to go in there and pound the ball. That's your best chance against them because you know they want to run. They want you to throw the ball. They're flying off that corner and stuff, and and the way that you make them play the game, you want them to play, which is you run the ball right at them and you got a pounder. And you go on like, we got, Final got bad for news for you guys. We're running the ball, you know? Final question for you, Gary. Yeah. Dallas Goddard, on a scale of 1 to 10, his absence in the next four weeks will be what? Mm. It, it's it's going to be um, – And these are the big games, too, these you next know, five. I, I think they're going to be all right uh, because they, they got enough weapons. Uh, and, uh, you know, the guy behind him, you know, he can block. Does you know, it hurt him more in the run game than the pass game? I think I, it's it's more in the more in the pass game. I think because you know uh, the the the, uh, the second team uh, tight end he can block, um, you know, so he'll be all right with the run. Uh, but but they they don't have that weapon in the uh, even though this guy with this long name I don't even know what it, the, the big kid they're going to try to work him in, but but uh, they're going to miss him probably more in the pass game. But they got a, they got a lot of pass. I mean they got I mean they got. Um, you know, you got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith, um, and I think they'll be all right. 
They better it's never be. good. It's never a good one. We're talking about a paisan. <laughs> we can't name his name. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know that kid, Ter Katantri, Katani, whatever is, that is, guy is. Is, is he paisan? No. I, oh, is, is he, he a Greek? I don't know. It could be. I one think of he's Greek. Guys. I think he's. Uh, I don't know what he is. But he, I tell you a, this. He's got I, a name. I know this. He ain't got it. That? <laughs> That's right. He ain't got it. <laughs> He he, he ain't Dallas Goddard. That's hey, right. Gary, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. It should be an interesting Monday. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You got it. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. We appreciate him coming aboard. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Hooters, the perfect pair. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> How many people believe once again that um, Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP award? 
How many people believe that? And I'm asking the Eagle fan or the fan who watches us on a daily basis, how many people believe? I want to show you something that's going to make you finally go, damn, Sills. The one thing that I hate too early, possible. Hard to say? All right. Here's what the national shows are debating right now. Did Dak Prescott prove anything in the blowout win? Dak Prescott shows you. He shows up when needed. There's not a fighter's chance in hell you're going to win the most valuable player award unless he goes 5-0 and over these next five games. It'll go to Lamar, Mahomes. Depends what Allen does. Jalen Hurts will never win the most valuable player award as a starting quarterback at Philadelphia Eagles. Ever! Ever! You know why? They don't want him to. DB thinks, oh my God, here we go again. Here we go again. Here's where we are. Are you crazy? They're not going to give that guy the most value. Hey, how about this? Let's do this. Let's play a little game here. How about Mahomes if he had missed two games last year? Instead of Hurts. You think Jalen still loses the MVP award to Mahomes? You think if it, the roles were reversed? No way. No way. The vote wasn't that close. You're making it sound like the vote was close. He got the majority. He got almost all the first place votes. What are you talking about? It would have been closer. Damn. Then again, let me ask you this. How many MVP awards did Brady win in New England? Three? Shit, Rogers ended up winning four. How many did Manning win? Five? Interesting. There's kind of the same little hatred for Brady. Am, am I right when I say this? Hey, no, no, no. He didn't win a lot. He won three. Am I right when I say this, Tone? Manning won five. Rodgers won four. And Brady won three. MVPs and combined between Manning and Rogers, they won three Super Bowls. Is that right? Aaron Rodgers has more MVP awards than Tom Brady, correct? 
Is that right? He had four? You think the media wasn't going to ever vote for Tom Brady? Think about that. <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't have more MVP awards than guys he killed on a seasonal basis because the media couldn't stand Belichick and him. If the media liked him so much, Yale, why did they give him more MVPs than Peyton Manning? I'm comparing Jalen Hurts to Tom Brady here, so don't get butt hurt. Okay? Don't get butt hurt here. How come Manning and, and um think about that? Tom Brady won four three MVPs. I, I think they had to give it to him a couple of years. Then as he started, Jalen Hurts is not going to be respected until he's in his mid-30s. You watch. Brady was never respected more than Peyton Manning was early in his career. There was a debate who the better quarterback was for decades, Manning or Brady. And most people on the side of the media sided with Manning. And it was never close, really. Playoff record-wise, statistically, games won. Brady killed him, and with lesser talent. Jalen Hurts is going to fight the same thing that Tom Brady fought, perception. You know why? It's what Tone said. Because you're an underdog, and you weren't a first-round pick. They didn't expect you to be that guy. Same like Brock Purdy. Those guys will always be underdogs because of where you're chosen, the, your city you're in, Boston, Philly, okay? Great fan bases, a lot alike in many ways, passionate. You look at your guy as being the guy, national media doesn't vote for anything in Boston or in Philly. Shit, Joel Embiid had to cry his way to the NBA MVP award. Had a Mona's way. Top of the hour, we're going to take a look at week 10 of the National Football League. We'll reset everything here, too, in a minute. But come on, man. They're, they're debating right now. Here's another topic. Can Dak win out? <laughs> Boy, you guys don't play. They forget you're in the league. Can the Cowboys win out the rest of the way and win the East in home field? Dude, you're the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. Nobody respects you. Okay. Manning is three and two versus Brady in the playoffs. Three and really? Let me take a look at that. I don't remember him having a winning record versus Tom Brady in the playoffs. What was Peyton Manning's record versus Tom Brady in the playoffs? 
He is three and two. Regular season, Brady's nine and three. Postseason, three and two. I didn't realize that. Regular and postseason, Manny. Oh, two and three in Indy. Two and three in Indy. And he was two and zero oh in Denver. Going off a of Wickham. Eagles take one week off and the world goes to shit. Story of our lives, Sill. Yeah. Yeah. You guys take a week off and all they're doing is debating the Cowboys and Dak Prescott MVP. Okay? That's crazy. Dude, Dak Prescott's not an MVP candidate. I'm sorry. I don't see it. The Cowboys are not... Hey, I don't even think the Dallas Cowboys are better than the Lions. Dak is on fire against two. The Giants and the Jets? Jesus, criminy. Jalen Hurts gets killed for interceptions versus the Jets. And Jalen Hurts doesn't get enough credit. Get this. They're giving Dak more credit for almost showing up against the Eagles and Hurts a couple weeks ago in a loss, then Jalen gets credit for winning. You know, you know, you know what's funny too when you when you listen and and I agree, I happen to agree now with this. So if they beat the Dolphins, ah, the Dolphins aren't really who they think they are. Ah, the Cowboys, you know, it was a really close game. Bro, you don't get you don't get consolation prizes. For showing up, you got to win ball games. Who in the world celebrates mediocrity? Good night. I hate that. Well, you know, they played pretty good. Doesn't that count for anything? No. That's like some of you guys in here about talking to me about Hurts playing well in the Super Bowl. So, Patrick Mahomes is 2 0 against you for two straight ball games. Okay. That's like, saying you you want to win Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. You want stats, MVP, and those when it matters. Kirk Cousins is your guy. or, or I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Um, yeah, AJB goes like this. Hey, Sills, the only thing, quite frankly, that Dak Prescott has shown you is that he could beat tomato cans. So Dak Prescott basically is the guy who beats, in honor of this guy, Spider Rico. I'm going to start calling Dak Prescott Spider Rico. There's Spider Rico. <laughs> Dak Prescott beats Spider Rico. <laughs> oh, man. Am I right when I say that? Spider Rico. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, we're going to talk about that. Sills Alabama's covered three brotherly shove plays, resulting in three TDs, one against LSU. Does college football ban it too? Hell no. Hell no, because you know why? Bama's doing it. If the Cowboys were doing the brotherly shove, it'd be the most celebrated play um, of all time, and it'd be innovative. It would be it'd be called the Cowboy Shove. Everyone, it, there would be T-shirts made. There'd be documentaries. There'd be debates, okay, about the bro- the Cowboys shove. The be yeah, it'd be. Can you believe Mike McCarthy? Wow, what a play he designed. 
Lamar's not stealing money. Okay. I think it's sympathy sells because Dak has underachieved. No, man, it's the star. People want to people want to push a narrative on the star, man. It's exactly what it is. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a hey, CJ Stroud. I want to hit on that. And there were a bunch of games. And some teams started to look like they were here. Then all of a sudden they walked back. Some teams picked their game up. Why does Hurts? Why does Hurts get doubted in the league? Is it because the league isn't ready to have a quarterback that is too black to be its face? Patrick Mahomes is is black. Wilson, Kaepernick, Dak, Mahomes, all mixed. Okay. And at points, pushed as the face. That's pretty deep, Warrior. Um. Well, the Jalen Hurts is most of the quarterbacks in today's NFL, the highest paid guys are black. So do you really think that that's still a narrative? Now, advertising and selling the league, Auburn didn't want a black coach to be the face of it with Deion Sanders. The, and I think it's a I think it's a topic. How about this? Gee. I haven't done one of these topics in about 15 years. Is Jalen too black to be the face of the NFL? I can't come from it from a white guy's perspective. I can't. And I can't come from it from a football perspective because I never had to worry about that. Well, and I didn't, but I did. The majority of the players I played with, I was the minority. So, but that never crossed my but again. You can't talk about black issues when you're white. Because for us to talk about it, we're coming from a different perspective in how we were raised compared to many of the African-American kids and men that I played with. Their, their views in life are completely different than mine. And it's not fair for me to walk in their shoes and say those things. I can't comment on something like that when I haven't been walking as a minority in this country to say something that would not come off as being white privileged. And I'm really basically talking to myself here. Um, do I think, look, they're paying African-Americans today. I just, I just don't think that hosts that are white can comment on that and have common sense on that and come from a position of an opinion that, they lived it. I've always done my show coming from a position, okay, that I've lived something. I've been paid as a professional athlete. I played in uh, programs that had massive amount of minorities in it, and I loved it. Um, but for me to comment on something like that, I'm coming from a white person's view. 
even though I am Italian and my folks went persecution through persecution when they first got to America. Okay, they hung Italians. The reason Columbus Day is in this country is because they hung Italians in New Orleans. The, I posted articles where there were articles in the New York Times don't hire Italians for the new paving job over on the Fifth Street Bridge or over on the George Washington. My folks were had to do garbage jobs and all that kind of stuff. Manual labor. So I just don't think that a guy like myself can. Do you think a guy like Hertz could be the face of the league, or is it just too black? I, I, I any host who comments on that that's white, I don't think has a position that he can fairly say that that's you. You haven't lived it. I just, I just don't think you can live it like that. I mean, I can't speak for African Americans. I won't. Take a look at week 10, National Football Show. Keep it here on the National Football Show. <laughs> Time out, Tone. Hooters, the perfect pair. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. 
GLES Eagles. Big Sills, appreciate you guys coming aboard Power Hour here. Eagles hosted linebacker Anthony Barr, a guard, a center, a tight end as well. Kind of insane that we're looking at other. No, 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 Q. Jimmy Johnson used to do that as well. Um, each and every single uh, beginning of the week, either Monday or Tuesday, when they were still looking for players to upgrade the roster. That's a common thing. It's not insane, actually. You're looking for depth. It's not a big deal. By the way, Nathan, um, thank you very much for saying that because, you know, the last conversation has always been one of the ones that I've always never had a problem with diving out on a diving board on. And that's probably one of the reasons that I've gotten in trouble numerous times is because I have no fear on those topics. I never have. I've always been a massive supporter of minority advancement. And unfortunately, sometimes when you say a mistake, the people that are afraid to have those conversations, they'll crucify me if I make a mistake. And I'm not the most intelligent or articulate as some of the broadcasters who were raised in this industry. And so sometimes I will say something that maybe it doesn't land right. And that's why in my career, it's never been anything about race with me. I'm one of the biggest proponents of it, of making sure that minority advancement happens all over. But if you make a mistake, see the people that have fear in my business, which are 99.9%, would never have a conversation like this. You never hear a conversation like this on IP. You'll never hear a conversation like this anywhere. And that's why it's vanilla. And sports is the best place to have conversations on right and wrong. Not politically, but right and wrong. And when you make mistakes like I have, you get crucified. Okay? I mean, how does a guy like Howard Cosell, one of the biggest proponents and one of the greatest supporters of Muhammad Ali, helped him through his entire Vietnam situation, got him a lawyer, gave him advice Cosell was an attorney from Yale. And guess what? He says three monkeys or monkeys on a telecast, and they called him a racist. Howard Cosell, a racist? He was a dick, but a racist? Far from it. Didn't mean insane as, why are we doing this? I mean, it more as in, whoa, we're still looking. I think, it, yes, I think it's a good thing too, Q. Okay. That's right, Maurice. Maurice, I, the only color I believe in is red, white, and blue. Damn right. Red, white, and blue, my friend. Red, white, and blue. I love this country. Okay? I really do. Okay? I think if players are focused on being the face of the NFL, are forced, are focused on the wrong thing, if that comes with the production you put out, then it's the cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah, but DB, you had a unanimous MVP in Lamar Jackson. Was he promoted as the face of the league after he won that unanimous MVP? Only Peyton Manning has ever done that. I don't believe he was. Okay. Anthony, somebody could make a racist comment without being a racist. Hey, Anthony, you know what? How about this? I'll just land on the stupid comment. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's let's. It's a Monday. Let's 
let's move on here. I want before I get into resetting and looking at week 10 of the NFL, okay. I want I, I want to put this out there about a couple things. First on Deion Sanders. It's funny that we just had that conversation. Do you think Texas AM? Now they did have Kevin Sumlin as the head football coach um, at AM at College Station. Do you know that that's the richest program in the United States of America? It was no trapsills. I'm not a big race person at all, but it seems the league pushes mixed quarterbacks because it caters to everyone. I agree. I agree with your take. It's safe. The NFL likes safe. Yes, they gave Kaepernick $20 million to go away. Okay? They just paid Dumbo Fisher $70-plus million, $76 bucks to go away. Would you give Deion Sanders that job or offer him that job at $10 million a year? If you're A&M, why wouldn't you back the Brinks truck up and just offer him the job? Tell his kid to go to the NFL and take that job. Take the A&M job. Look at what he could do for recruiting. A&M is the richest school in America. Get this. They've got across the street from Franklin Field and College Station. They've They've got a hotel. Listen to this, Tone. They got a hotel that on game day, they charge $15,000 a night to alum. You stay Friday and Saturday, 15 grand a month, and it's sold out. Okay? And it all goes to the football program. $15,000 a night. All of them are sold out. That program is so wealthy. That's why they could write a check for $75 million to get the guy out of the building. Now, would you want Dion to be the face of your franchise? I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you don't. You just don't have the resources. It ran out of steam up there. But he he made it he made it relevant. I think they're four and six. They're gonna do everything they can to try to get him in a bowl game. They should. Okay. Um I I, I I would really think about it, but I think he's in a precarious situation because his kid's got another year and Travis Hunter's got another year. So I think he stays up there, probably passes on AM. But that's a big time gig. Okay. As for Jim Harbaugh, we got a new America's team. Jim Harbaugh's the head coach of America's team. I've never seen anything like it. You see them beat that overrated football coach known as James Franklin. How do you guys tolerate that? Most of you guys in, Pe- in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania like James Franklin, don't you? He's such a shitty coach. You talk about a coach who beats up on nobodies. Here's a prime example of it. The Big Ten without Ohio State and Michigan is the Big 12 at best. It's it's a shitty college football conference. There's no other teams in that conference that are worth a shit. 
Okay, you got nine and three programs. It's decent, nothing great. Okay, he's four and sixteen versus Michigan and Ohio State. He doesn't beat anybody but tomato cans. Do you know that Jim Harbaugh went like this to the Big Ten by not throwing a pass in the second half of that game just to make a point? I don't need signs. I don't need anything to kick your freaking ass up and down the field for 30 minutes. That was a message. You think we need signs to beat your shitty programs in the Big Ten? They did something that you do back in the 1905. They didn't throw a forward pass in the entire second half of that game to do this to the Big Ten and every other wormy coach in that conference. I have never rooted for Michigan before I got recruited there, but I was rooting for him. You see that kid Corum with his blood? You see that coach crying for his players after they beat the tar out of Penn State? How much love they have? You galvanize them. And you know what the one thing that you did with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? You made him a martyr. You turned him into a sympathetic figure. Everyone in America is now rooting for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan because it's unjustly. This is politics that the Big Ten plays like they did with that shitty COVID policy they had. And guess what? They're getting crucified, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Stopping and starting the season, going on hoax theories on COVID versus what the SEC did. You know why you don't recruit out of the Big Ten? Because all the great kids go to the SEC. <laughs> the SEC, Southeastern, Southeastern Conference is the best college football conference in America. You know how I know that? 69 or 70 kids will get drafted out of the 200 and whatever kids that are going to go into the draft. The majority of them are going to come out of that conference. Rest of those conferences, play politics. Stay in the SEC. I'd rather take a kid from Mississippi State than a kid from Iowa State. Or Iowa. Dude, Jim Harbaugh is the modern day Jerry Tarkanian now. He wears you out. He, he's like Tortorella. You know the guy you got with the Flyers right now? Torch wears your ass out, dog. He's going to. But I'll tell you something about Jim Harbaugh. He's a fist with a mouth on it. Hey, man, I'm, I, I love the way he coaches. I'd want to play for him. That, to me, is America's football team right now. That's a program I want to play for. That's a program I'd want to coach at. That guy's an old school, like Yale said. I love that dude, man. Holy cow. And then you got James Franklin. You know, James Franklin, correct me if I'm wrong, James Franklin makes 10 million bucks to go 4 and 16 versus teams that matter. How is that right? Why are you paying him? James Franklin should be fired. Do you understand? Michigan beat them without throwing a forward pass. I've never seen anything like that. They beat you Penn State 
without a forward pass. And they crushed you. You should be utterly embarrassed. How in the world do you hold your head up high at Penn State getting your ass handed to you by an offense that Fielding Yost ran back in 1907? Look at real. He's trying to make that 17 to 9 score sound like you were close. You were never close. They didn't throw a pass. And they beat you up. Hey, oh no, you're right on the scoreboard, but they beat you up in a fight. We're not going to throw a pass the entire second half, just so you know. And we're going to run the ball down your throat, kick your ass. By the way, how about him going for it on his own 27 or whatever that thing was? He was still in the ball game. He goes for it. And then get this. Then they don't get it. First play, Michigan scores. They get the ball back. They score. They're still in it, kind of. Instead, he goes for that dumbass call in that play. He goes for it on his own 23 or was it 27? He's the dumbest coach in America. He's the dumbest coach in America. Guy was dumb. He's unbecoming of a head coach at Penn State. That's not Joe Paterno. Okay? That's not Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno, that, you, you're not doing that to Joe Pa. That ain't happening. Okay, James Franklin's a bum. Big Sills, you ready for Louisville team? Those Louisville versus Miami games are always fun. I remember when Miami used to jump on logos. Hey, Death, you want? To, I'll tell you a little story real quick before we move on and resetting. Look at Week Ten. The first year that Howard came back as the head coach of Louisville, most he had recruited most of us, right? Jimmy's like first or second year. I forget which year it was. And Howard used to do this. And he used to go. He used to do this big whistle. Everybody get up and run in. Well, as everyone was stretching, both teams, you know, we're stretching at the Orange Bowl. He does that whistle. Both teams got up and started running in. Jimmy's like, hey! We're like, oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Howard Schellenberger, he turned Louisville football around. Legendary. Okay. Seals, who won in Tallahassee? The referees. That's who won. Jumped out of my skin. Sorry for starting to show off today in a bad mood. But Mario and I were screaming at each other about the refs. And we don't like to make excuses. But I'm sorry, guys. I was a little bit pissed off <laughs> uh, from Saturday to right now. All right. Let's, let's get into week 10 of the NFL. Hey, by the way, I like what Tone and I were saying in the last hour. What game matters more that's not Dallas? San Francisco or Kansas City? Don't worry, LJ. Sirianni will never win one. San Fran. 
Both? No, no, no. Hey, hey, say no to fat girls. All I can tell you is this, man. You should, if you want to be fed right and loved, you say yes to fat girls. That's just a PSA for you. Okay? Hey, say no to fat girls. Just remember, you want to be loved and fed. This, you know, okay? You want to have hell like me and Tone? You marry a hot chick. Just keeping it real here. <laughs> okay? I know it's only Monday, but Eagles win 20. Hey, hey, hey hang on here. Okay? Okay? I, I feed myself strombolis. Both? No, 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 no. Philadelphia. What are you running for mayor? I think it's San Francisco too, because you know why? You want to fight Spider Rico? Well, no, Kansas City's important, but hey, come on, man. Hey, wait a minute now. To Tone's point, Kansas City is the heavyweight champion of the world, and San Francisco's the number one contender. Yeah, damn. Look at the Eagles, man. The Eagles are going to fight the defending heavyweight champion. Then they're going to turn around and they got to fight the number one contender too. Holy shit. This is like a boxing tournament here. What if you drop both those? San Francisco and Kansas City. Oh, Dallas takes the lead in the NFC East. Oh, go back to back, man. Well, what if you what if you do exactly what Rob says? I don't say this. Rob and some of the other guys in Philly think you're going two and three. Funny, I don't say that. You hold me more accountable, though. I I I'm not. I don't think you go two and three. Well, say you do. Okay. Damn. That means Dallas has you. That means they're the number one. Yeah, it's like the Royal Rumble, man. Dallas is the number one seed in the NFC. Or, or San Fran. Nah, Jalen is going to come into this second half of the season on fire. Yeah, that's my eagle, guys. It's not where all the Florida kids go, Sills. Really? You want exposure, make money, win games, you go to the SEC. You don't go to those shit programs anywhere else. It's not over. Four and one, cowgirls always want credit for minimal achievements. They beat the shit out of the Giants and the Jets this year, and you would think that they won a Super Bowl. It is really, quite frankly, obnoxious. We played Buffalo after Kansas City, and then I believe you play the Cowboys? Or is it Dallas? San Fran. Ugh. San Fran. Yes, sir. I don't see four and one unless the secondary improves. All right. Chiefs, Bills, Niners. Whoa. That's like murderer's row. Chiefs, seven and two. Bills, prior to tonight, five and four. Cowboys, six and three. 
Seahawks. Three. 24 and 12, baby. Woo. Woo. Oh. Woo. Two AFC teams, three NFC teams. Yes, sir. 24 and 12. Texans will win a Super Bowl before Dallas. You don't get to tell a real Eagles historian that we won't, we don't want to beat the team that we were in the Super Bowl with. The Cowboys and Niners, we beat them already. We want Chiefs. Uh, you beat the Niners. All right. Sills, does Shanahan use? Only use Debo on those runaround plays. No, you don't have a secondary to stop him. You don't have a secondary to stop Debo. Shit, Kittle's going to murder you. I see 4-1, and one, mostly 5-0 and oh is possible, but 3-2 and two is also possible. So it's 2-3. and three. Worst case scenario, we go 3-2. and two. You see this? Nobody says the worst case scenario, you go 2-3. and three. Worst case scenario is you go 0-5. That's the worst case scenario. You go 0-5. (laughs) And you go into an iconic meltdown. Not us. I know. Aren't you due for a couple losses? Or no? You think you're going to win forever? I know you do. I know you do. You don't think this string of luck, not luck, Consistency is going to wobble a little bit. I know you don't. I doubt we go on five. You do? Okay, I do too. Possible? Yes. Probable? No. I was just about to say that. Right. Hey, go on five. Not us. Okay. You did win four games three years ago. Uh, four years. Is it four years ago now? You did win four games. You probably didn't think that was possible. Yes, sir. How you doing? All right. Let's get into week 10 of the NFL. I'm reaching. Okay. Hey, I didn't say it. I said you're going four and one. Totally different team. So you drop a couple injuries, a couple more injuries. You think there's a probability if you lose AJ and Lane and Goddard's out that you could lose five in a row? Let's see what happens. Let's tee it up, baby. Let's go play 60. Hmm. I can't wait for this. Kansas City is a good football team on defense. You know, I could actually say this to you. I think they're better defensively this year than they are offensively. Would that be fair? 5-0 and seals or we riot. <laughs> do, do we agree? That, that Kansas City's probably better defensively than they are offensively. Those tomato cans, those spider ricos they got catching the football wide receiver-wise? Couldn't make the Eagles. Quez Watkins would be the number one on KC. Would he not? Queasy Watkins. 
Shit, Queasy Watkins would be putting rap songs out and rap albums out in KC. He'd be a star like um, like like uh, Travis Swift. <laughs> He'd be a superstar. Queasy Watkins and Travis Swift coming to a, a Christmas album near you. <laughs> uh, right? Travis Swift and Queasy Watkins for your Christmas entertainment. Right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Queasy Watkins and Travis Swift. <laughs> Sills, do you think the loss of the enemy is felt in KC? I do a little bit. I do. Okay, stop comparing AJ to Debo. That's almost worse than comparing Luther Campbell. <laughs> Don't pick on my guy. What's wrong with you, man? Uncle Luke. Don't ever say any shitty thing about Uncle Luke ever again. Okay? He's my uncle. Hey, did I a hey, hey, tone everyone? I told some of you the story. I a couple of my a couple of my boys up in uh, Connecticut needed some tickets. Out of nowhere, man. Some tickets show up in their mailboxes. Fly down there, man. Uncle Luke's like this. Hey, did your boys get down here? Yeah. They got down here. I said, is that you? No. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir, man. I love Uncle Luke. He took care of Big Sills and Jerome. Yeah, don't talk about Uncle Luke, man. That's my boy. He's been on the show, too. Okay? Leave Uncle Luke alone. I saw where where he agreed with you about the Miami game. Yeah, he, we're, we follow each other on Twitter. We've been friends 35, 40 years now. By losing Edwards, we put ourselves in jeopardy. Yeah, man, I've been friends with Uncle Luke since I was 19 years old. I worked concerts with NWA and Tupac Shakur and Public Enemy. Big Seals was out front. <laughs> hey, 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 Tone, I'm, I'm working, I'm working... I'm working at Seabreeze, and I'm doing bodyguard for NWA. How do you think I know Ice Cube? I knew him through Uncle Luke. How do you think I know Ice Cube? Method Man. All them dudes. I know all them guys through Uncle Luke. Yeah. Travis Swift. <laughs> Let's take a look at week 10 of the NFL. Oh. Big Seals. Hey, hey, Five Star. I'm not kidding you. You, you know, hey, Five Star, before I move on, you know that straight out of Compton movie, man? That kid who played Easy E. I when I had Ice Cube on and he was on this show about two years ago, I told him, I said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I even told uh Cube's kid, I said, I can't believe how he moved on stage. He moved on stage just like Easy E. Dude, Easy E was the shit. He is a great dude, man. Did a lot of partying with that guy. He was a wonderful dude. I enjoyed being around him. Yeah. He was a really good dude, man. What a shame. I mean, hey, by the way, that guy's a real gangster. <laughs> hey, don't get it crossed up in anything. Hey, hey, five star. Don't Don't get it crossed up. A guy was a gangster. 
you yeah yeah i can't say too much man but he he was really good dude yeah met dre and all them guys this was way back in the day though man yeah this was way back hey uh chris um i'm friends with shug to this day um the, the guy harvey hyde who follows me on twitter is the guy who named him shug it was actually Sugar Bear, when he was at UNLV. You know, he played with Randall. Did you guys know that Suge Knight played with Randall Cunningham at UNLV? Suge made all whack, I think, defensive tackle. Yeah, he was an all whack conference defensive tackle. Then when he got to the NFL, um, he, they turned him into an offensive lineman. I think in 87, he, he played for the Rams because I played against them. But I knew Suge from back in that time. And then through uh, Luke, I, I knew Suge. And still friends with Suge. Yeah, hey, Suge was, Suge was a good football player, man. He was, a he was all conference. That's a true story. He was an all conference football player. Started out as bodyguard in Vegas. Then, then he, I don't know how he got into death row and all that stuff, but I, I have no idea how he got into death row. I'm telling you guys more than I should be probably. Shook's a big dude. Really? That's an understatement. <laughs> dude, get this. Hey, hey, I can't, I, I forget all this here. Guess who the other offensive guard was? Suge Knight was on that line. Do you guys know who the other offensive guard was? He was a wrestler. You guys ever hear of Big Van Vader? Leon White. Do you know who Leon White is? Leon White is Big Van Vader. You had Big Van Vader and you had Suge Knight on the Rams. It's a true story. And I think Goldberg was on the Rams. Goldberg was on the Rams too. A couple of years after those guys though. Yeah. Crazy. I know. That's the history of Big Seals. I got to get to these games here. I, yeah, I got to get to these games here, man. Um, I want to. I'm going to take a time out here, and then I'll get to the games because I want to hit all these games. And then tonight's game too, because I I'm with Tone here. I think this is going to be an interesting ball game, this Monday night football game. So let's do that. Let's take a time out right now. I'll look at Week Ten, and then we will give our predictions for tonight. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. football show we're going to look at week 10 of the nfl by the way i'm not just close up that last segment i really don't like today's rap i'm more of a gangster rapper and i mean the the original guys guys who had conviction and told the story i don't really i don't really dig what's out there now so just just for like the record i i think i think rock and roll's garbage right now too so i mean just yeah, I, I I listen to gangster rap, Mob Deep. I, I, some of you probably guys are going like this, Mob Deep. What's that? I I like Mob Deep. Okay, I like that kind of stuff. You guys ever heard of Mob Deep? No, Ring a Bell? Anything? All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> probably not, but it's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> some of you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. It's all good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, way to go, Tell man. Yeah, Mob Deep, man. I love that. I love those guys, man. Or the next rhyme I might be writing, it might be about you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, crazy, man. Absolutely. Really great. Um. All right, here we go. Mario's still bitching about the refs. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace, prodigy. Dude, did he drown or suffocate something like that? Is that what happened to him, Tone? Did, did he drown or something? Or he get shot? I forget I forget what the story was. It died of an illness? All right. All good. Yeah. Now that's Rap Sills Mob D. Hey. I love that song. 
I love that album. I do. Oh, sickle cell, man. That's terrible. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's 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 do something cool here. Week 10. Falcons and Cardinals. Murray comes back. How about this? Let me ask you guys this. You think you think Kyler Murray ever wins a Super Bowl in Arizona? He was treated for sickle cell and died from choking. That's what it was. Yeah. It's terrible, man. It's a great band. Great lyricist, too. You think, hey, you think, you think Kyler Murray has to leave Arizona if he's going to win a Super Bowl? Can he win a Super Bowl in Arizona? 25-23, they beat the Falcons. Falcons need a quarterback. I think Kyler Murray can't win a Super Bowl in Arizona because of the shitty ownership he's got there with um, the Bidwells. I think he's got to go somewhere. Guess where? Where would you go right now if you're Kyler Murray? You know where I would go? New Orleans. I'd go to New Orleans. Their car ain't going to be there long. Okay? He ain't working. If I'm Kyler Murray, I go to Mickey Loomis, get a new head coach in there, and the Benson family, they know how to run a football team. I, I'd go to New Orleans. Because they can win that division down there. They can run that division down there. Tampa's going to be looking for a quarterback. Question marks on Bryce Young at Carolina. Atlanta's looking for a guy. I think you go to I, I think you go to New Orleans. Lions and Chargers. Did I learn anything about the Lions? Jared Goff, 333. They're seven and two. Two touchdowns. 41-38. Okay. So two finesse teams went after each other. I think Aiden Hutchinson is better than I thought. Um, I think the kid Gibbs is really good. But I come out of that game doing this. Hey, the Lions are a little better than the Cowboys. But you're not San Francisco and Philly. I come out of week 10 doing this. San Francisco and Philly. I think it's more of a statement. Hey, by the way, I think Philly and San Francisco I think they put some distance between the rest of the NFC this past weekend. Is that fair? I think they put some distance because everything I thought about the injuries mattered to San Fran. Purdy turned back around into the guy that they thought and hope he's going to be the rest of the way. He's on pace for 4,500 passing yards. I think San Francisco and Philly, in my eyes, I think they pushed the other team. I think they pushed Dallas and Detroit further back. Speaking of that, Dak 404, four touchdowns. They're six and three. They whitewashed the Giants 49-17. So what? I mean, if get this. If the, the Eagles haven't played the Giants yet, right? Man, if I am the New York Giants. And San and uh, Philadelphia gets off the bus. You get better be padded up that game. They're gonna put a hurting on you. They're gonna put a whooping on you, man. Hey, the Cowboys dicked around and played with their food to forty nine points. Get this. I think the Eagles could pull a Jim Harbaugh and not throw a pass and beat them 21 nothing. 
Okay. Commanders and Seahawks. Gino, how about this? Do we agree Gino's doing it again? 369, two touchdowns, six and three, 29, 26 over to Commanders. Commanders are doing the best they can coaching. By the way, I think Eric Bieniemy's done a hell of a job this year with Sam Howell. Sam Howell's the answer in DC. He's the answer. He he's he's the guy. He is absolutely the guy. I am 100% sold Sam Howell's the guy. Colts beat the Patriots on one of the stupidest plays of all time. Get this. The Colts are 5 and 5 under Shane Steichen. Unreal. Patriots are 2 and 8 and they won the game 10-6. Wow. Bill Belichick. You don't you ask yourself if you're Bill Belichick this, why? Really? Do I want Don Shula's record that bad that I would take some pieces of my legacy and have people do this? You never really knew what Bill Belichick was as a coach without a decent quarterback, and we're seeing it. I don't believe that because he did draft Brady and develop him. But, man, you can, you can fairly ask that question. Yeah, but DB goes, Bill will get Caleb in the draft. So you think a 71-year-old coach is going to sit around for the next five years and develop Caleb Williams? Good luck. Would you? And if you're Caleb, would you want to be part of that? Browns beat the Ravens. Best I've seen Deshaun Watson look since he's been in Cleveland. Brian Dayball is going to be fired. The coaches quit on the team as well. Death Row, you see him bitching on the sidelines there? Um, arguing, screaming at one another. You have no – you can always tell a person in adversity what kind of person they are. See the bitching and crying on the sideline? There's no professionalism. You got to handle yourself like you're eight and one versus one and eight. You got to do the same. You got to keep some professionalism about yourself. You can't let anybody see weakness. There was nothing but weakness on that sideline with the Giants. The entire 60 minutes. They were beat before the kickoff. Didn't it come off like that to you? It, they were beat before the kickoff. Okay? That team was beat. You don't act like that. You've got to carry yourself with a little better composure and some professionalism. Six and three Cleveland, Baltimore Falls to seven and three, 33, 31, Watson 213. And I thought he was great in the fourth quarter. Steelers, how are they winning? Kenny Pickett, 126 yards throwing the ball. He's a bum. Kenny Pickett is a bum. I'll tell you this. If the Steelers had Jalen Hurts, they'd be undefeated. Am I wrong? They'd be undefeated.
They'd be undefeated. Am I wrong? You had Hurts in the building in Pittsburgh, and you made that right choice. You called him and told him you were going to draft him. You must be looking at that going, damn. Bill only chasing Shula because Brady had success away from Bill calling into question his greatness as a coach. I actually think Warrior, it's a little that, but also that Don Shula called him a cheater and always thought that Bill Belichick was overrated. And I think he wants to erase him from being the number one guy all time. Can you imagine if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback in Pittsburgh where they'd be right now the Steelers? And look how close that was. Twenty-three nineteen, they win that ball game. Texans and the amazing C.J. Stroud outduels the Bengals, three fifty-six, one touchdown. They're five and four, thirty to twenty-seven. He is insane great. I mean, insane great. Insane great. Just absolutely killing it. Insane great. Vikings. Hey, man. How are you not rooting for Josh Dobbs? They beat the Saints 27-19. They're 6-4. Dobbs 264-1. I mean, did you watch him play in that game too? Did you watch him, how he was moving guys around with his head and how he, watch this, dare I say this? That guy was spectacular. He looked like a seasoned pro. If I'm the Minnesota Vikings and you really are thinking about a quarterback, I'll tell you what, the Cardinals moving off him and trading him to Minnesota, what did they trade him for? What was the pick? What if he makes the playoffs and Minnesota doesn't want to sign him? Would, would you would you give this guy a decent contract like Geno? Is he the next Geno Smith? Would you give him a $30 million deal if he makes the playoffs? What if he makes the playoffs? Get this. Arizona traded Josh Dobbs for a sixth-round pick in 24. You might want that one back. And Jonathan Gannon, as usual, lying, telling him he wasn't going to be traded. Then he was traded, and they traded him for a six-round pick. That's the steal of the year. So Joshua Dobbs is going to put the Vikings in the playoffs without Dalvin Cook, without Justin Jefferson, and they're getting Jefferson back. I don't know about you, man. That's one of the stories of the year. A six-round pick for that? You've got to be kidding. He's played himself into a position where, get this, I would have a problem getting rid of him for a fourth-rounder. He continues to play a third-rounder. If he gets the team to the playoffs, I wouldn't give you 
I wouldn't give him up for a third rounder. I would not give that guy up for a third rounder. If he gets that team to the play, maybe even a two. He's played himself. How, how old is Josh Dobbs? Do you know what he's done this year? He's played himself into position where he could easily be low floor. Josh da or Chase Daniels for the next 17 years. How old is he? I praise young. He's 28. He's got 10 years in the league. He's got 10 years. He could be a backup for 10 years. Based on what he's done the last two years. Shit, I saw him do this. Didn't he do this same stuff? Didn't he do this same stuff in Tennessee last year? I could have sworn. Was that him in Tennessee last year? Did he do that shit in Tennessee? Though he's a good football player. That kid in Baltimore and him um, are good. Hunley? 49ers dismantled the Jaguars by 31 points. Purdy, 296 and three. 49ers are six and three. They made a statement to me. Get their pieces back healthy. I do think they're the best team in the NFC. Again, when I say that, it's because I think they're more complete. But you got to play it. And the difference could clearly be the Eagles have the better quarterback, but you don't have the better defense. Okay. And they're just as skilled as you. And by the way, they now have you at pass catching options. You don't have any better buddy better than McCaffrey. You don't have anybody better than Kittle. Got it on IR. Ayuk and Debo. It's same comparison. AJ's probably better. Ayuk is having a better season than I think Devontae. And Kittle's also the option. They're pass catching right now today on the 13th. They got more options. They've got more options. And, and Keon can disagree all you want. You don't have Kittle. And Swift is not better than McCaffrey. You don't have Goddard. End of story. Purdy needs all the pieces right now. Then again, has Purdy started 17 games in his career? I'll tell you this. Purdy's had a more impressive start to his career than Hurts did. You could say all you want about managing guy, but he's had a better start to his career. I mean, how many games has he started now? 13? His 13 games versus Jalen Hurts' 13 games. He's the last player taken in the draft, too. Let's mind you. He hasn't played a full 17 games, has he? Has Brock Purdy played a full 17 games? I don't think he has. So if you're going to compare, then again, Brock Purdy's had a better start to his career than Joe Montana did. Bucks beat the Titans. Mayfield injured 278 and two. Bucks are four and five. All right.
before we get out of here, what do you got tonight? Broncos, Bills. What do you got tonight? It's in Buffalo. Broncos, 24-23. I got Bills, 27-24. My Super Bowl pick. <laughs> it could die in the vine tonight, Tone. <laughs> hey, it could it, it, it could die on the vine tonight. All right. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. You guys were wonderful. As always, on a football Monday, congratulations to our winners, too, from our Hooters giveaway. We'll start our contest tomorrow. Congratulations to you, Leo and Andrew. We'll do it again tomorrow. Do me a favor. Hey, uh, Xander, Big Joe, thank you very much. You guys were great. Tone, you killed it once again on this football Monday. Thank you guys so much. Two to six tomorrow, and we will see you on the flip side. and Hooters, the perfect pair. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.